Yes, sir. It's time to crank up the big, the bottom, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew down here in the basement. Large and in charge, as Mark might say. Yeah, that's right. And uh, woo, I tell you what, man, we got a lot of good action to get to. Lord knows, you know, usually I think of like, uh, you know, I went to a hockey game and a fight broke out, that kind of deal. And I was amazed at how just the football fisticuffs this weekend ridiculous man ridiculous almost uh wanted to come in here and get Shannon some tequila see if he'd smack me around a little bit uh just for just for old time's sake man just <laughs> just for old time's sake dude anyway I'm just kidding about that that's a fun story from back in the day and it really wasn't bad it's been like a long running joke but uh anyway no tequila for you McGuffin no tequila for you but anyway let's go ahead and get everybody up in this piece yeah Speaking of MacGuffin, man, let's drop some bombs. T.Y. Hilton in, in play this week. My gosh. Holy moly, T.Y. I, I mean, the, the ghost reappeared, I guess. Wasn't it <laughs> Wasn't it T.Y. that did that little weird hop, skip, jump? Like, <laughs> looking like he gave himself up and then got back up and ran it in for the touchdown? He did, man. That's he, crazy. That was one of long, obviously a long bomb, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, five for a buck seventy-five and a couple of scores. Good man. gracious, where has that been all year, man? A <laughs> <laughs> <The> ghost. The <laughs> ghost reappeared. There it is. Right, disappeared against Pittsburgh. Yeah, well. well speaking of dropping bombs, well, I'm going to give you a click, click, boom for that, McGuffin. Baker, freaking Mayfield. Bruh, bruh. You want to talk about dropping bombs last Saturday? <laughs> Good lord. Bedlam. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That was a lot of action, man. That was fun. And Mark, I hope you took the over. Because <laughs> they matched it by halftime. <laughs> Dude, what, now, Mayfield had, what, 598 passing yards and five touchdowns in that game? I mean, just filthy. Just filthy. It was, just, it was, it was filthy. Uh, dude, just, he wouldn't die. He wouldn't let his team lose. It, it was an amazing performance. Uh, last weekend by Baker Mayfield. They well, both teams. By both teams. Well, Mason Rudolph, I mean, they're. I heard that this cracked me up. Yeah. Uh, him and Mason Rudolph coming into the game were one and two in ESPN's QBR. Mm-hmm. They sure know how to spin it. <laughs> but, that, yeah, those two are really good quarterback, college quarterbacks, well, I should yeah, say. You don't, you don't have, you don't, obviously, we don't know if that will translate to the pros. But, look, man, over that four – Oh, yeah, so over 1,400 yards combined, 114 points between them. 62 to 52 was the final on that one. Obviously, uh, anytime you score like that, anytime you score like that, no pervy jokes necessary, but uh, they set uh, clearly they set a lot of records, and they did set the uh, all-time record in their bedlam uh, for scoring. This is the 112th game of that rivalry, by the way. That's an old-school one right there. Hey, That's they, they scored one. so much, they made Ric Flair proud. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is a good. You're on it, right? You're on it, McGuffin. Woo! There you go, Bedlam. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Today, I've got the style and profile like never before. Yeah, look at a guy on Saturday night. <laughs> By the way, fantastic thirty for thirty. If anybody, if you haven't watched the thirty, the the Ric Flair thirty for thirty, do yourself a favor. Even if you're not really into wrestling, you know, just it, it's a hell of a story. He's a fascinating personality. It's really an incredible. Just the things that led him to become who he was. 
and then the the complete excess of his stardom and life and what he did and where he's at now uh the passing of his son that's a really tragic piece of that and then you know with what his daughter's doing now just just his life journey is is fascinating fascinating and, and i guess wilt chamberlain and rick flair clearly set some records on the mat <laughs> right on and yeah. off the court <laughs> on and off the court yeah yeah rope burn rope burn man look out so <laughs> don't be a fool wrap you to it <laughs> who was it um Maybe that was Deshaun Kaiser. He's Ric Flair's supplier, right? Wasn't <laughs> it Kaiser that went to like the convenience store and had like I don't know five or six hundred condoms or something crazy at the checkout line? Wasn't that that guy? Yeah. Well, he, he was trying to go. He was trying to be like Trent Richardson. Yeah. Well, that's the VIP section of the of the fans, right? Yeah. <laughs> VIP baby. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, or as you know, old sexy Rexy would say, "F it, I'm going deep." <laughs> Anyway, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Let's not let's not get bogged down in Ric Flair woos already, man. We're just we're just starting this thing, man. Football fisticuffs, some games to get to. Uh, obviously, we have to raise a glass to uh, Doc Halliday as well. Rest in peace, sir. We'll get to that. Um, and let's have a little fun. But let's get everybody in, man. Let's get everybody in, and then get back on point. And I know Randy is uh, celebrating his 0-9 49ers, bro. What's up, man? Yeah, not much. Yeah, I'm, I'm celebrating all right with uh, booze and uh, <laughs> that rhymes with lose, so it's a good call. <laughs> and by the way, thank you for uh, handing me my ass uh, this week in fantasy football. Hey, you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> yeah, who would have thunk it that you know your charge was led by Matt Forte? Hell yeah, buddy! <laughs> Look, my my teams have sucked for most of the year, but they're coming on strong late, man. I'll I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that couple of uh timely pickups and a little bit of luck and you know catching people with some bye week issues yeah getting forte funny off the... we... hmm? funny how we were in the top last year now we're in the bottom cellar this year that's yeah crazy well, you know that that's fantasy football for you though dude i mean you just don't know man you just don't know injuries and randomness and you get that kind of stuff but look man as far as the 49ers man bethard's getting crushed I think he's been sacked like 16 times in three games. He's just getting hammered behind that line. Uh, and obviously you have – like Kyle Shanahan's wife was even you know, curious when they were going to start Garoppolo. It's like you, you got you to gotta get that dude acclimated. And I don't know if you want to roll that guy out there to be a punching bag. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one sports writer called Beathard a crash test dummy for Garoppolo. Damn. I was like, yeah, wow. I mean, against – Against the cards, he got sacked five times, but here's the other stat. He got hit 16 times. Yeah, that's and a, that's a lot. The thing is, he just kept on getting back up. Which counts for something, but it's that's a rough way to go, man. Yeah, and one of those hits led to the brawl that we can, we'll be discussing later, I'm sure. Dude, I know. Wasn't that a Bethay? That was mm-hmm. up yep. and on that one. Former 49er, man. And you got the flag party and a bunch of pushing and shoving. Dude, I didn't see a close-up of that. That was late fourth quarter. And Bethard took off. He was trucking, and the, you know the D's coming. So he, he looks like he's going out for the slot. And he just got popped by Bethay. But I didn't see a close up of the replay, so I, I you know I didn't see how much contact there was. But I don't know. This weekend was nuts, man. But uh, people just flew over there. Flags are going. It looked like Carlos Hyde got in, got some got some scrapping going on. But well, I th- even hats were thrown because there just wasn't enough flags. <laughs> Not enough, dude. Even like LL Cool J wants a piece of this action, man. 
That's right, dude. Classic, man. Nice, nice pull there, Justin. Well, you got to enjoy that. Gotta, yes, sir. Got to enjoy that, man. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, I also decided that in honor of the NFL this weekend, we needed the uh, and then the fight started jokes. Are you guys like familiar with those? Oh yeah. Usually, a lot of times it's like husband and wife jokes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. there's like, you know, my wife sat down on the couch next to me as I was flipping channels. She asked, "What's on TV?" I said, "Dust." And then the fight started. It's all it's crap. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's crap like that. You know, and I, I love those things. You know, I like. Here's another one. When I got home last night, my wife demanded that I take her someplace expensive, so I took her to the gas station. And then the fight started. You know, that, they're stupid. They're stupid. But you know, particularly particularly once you're married, you you got some of that stuff going on. It just it just kind of makes you chuckle. But uh, anywho, so I, I've got a couple of those. And we have enough fights that maybe we'll break into a few of those just for giggles. Woo! That's right. Just for fun. Mark, I guess we got to get you in here, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, pretty much. All right, dude. I'll tell you what. Did McAdoo suspend you last week? Is that what happened? <laughs> he might have. <laughs> he might have. Oh, man. That's all right. You ready to hit your cue, brother? Yes, sir. All right. Three brew and fun. Woo! <laughs> that last week was kind of weak, man. <laughs> That's all right, though. Bro, bro, what on earth is going on with your New York football giants, brother? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, you know, it's a podcast, and what we do is we talk. <laughs> we talk. <laughs> so, now, Mark, we talk about our issues. <laughs> yeah. And as Shannon will gladly remind us all it is that time of year not only for you know candy and you know rolling up on the holidays and thanksgiving but a sports brew tradition is back in effect and that is the november lame but you know i i think we need an addendum to that this year quite honestly so <laughs> so mark in honor of the new york football giants i've decided we we need a new sponsor and that's life alert. I've fallen and I can't get up. I've fallen <laughs> and I can't get up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Dude, 24 hour emergency medical response system. It's here. It's here. And God bless. I think. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we know we out. know we, it's okay lady you can stop <laughs> thank you youtube we get we get the message <laughs> that's right i'm having chest pain do you remember those commercials man <laughs> yeah that's oh, yeah. oh dude <laughs> Dude, this this year is just it's you know, and I and I empathize because I you know I think all of us have had those years as oh, yeah. a sports fan, and oh. it, they, they stink, man. They stink, uh, particularly when it, whether it's injuries or you know you feel like your team has quit or you have all this infighting, and it's just it's just a disaster. And I don't know, you know, it's funny. A few weeks ago, we were like, all right, well. Maybe there's a little something, you know, because they beat the Broncos, and obviously the last month has told us that the Broncos are garbage. But the defense is, you know, good, but the offense is, is crap. 
and it just looks like you know defense gets tired and they're just like all right well whatever but I, I just you know I mean what it's just a disaster dude so I empathize I feel for you I guess out of curiosity does, does McAdoo survive the season you think um I think he survives the season but I don't see how they possibly bring him back next year oh no I think that's done uh, you know, and the question becomes: At what point, if he's a lame duck coach, at what point do you go? Do we have somebody in house? You just move him out. I, you True. know, I think the question becomes: When, when, and if the team legitimately looks like they've quit on him? You got because you got a lot of in. You got some. You got some players kind of you know bitching to the media, and you know you got some infighting stuff going on. You got players getting suspended for. I mean, it's just weird stuff, man. Uh, yeah. weird stuff going on. It's, it's, it's bad optics. It's a bad look. It's a bad vibe. It's a bad feel. Um, so it, it's tough sledding, but you know, and now you're going to hear all these rando questions and all these things with Eli. Should they bench him? Should they play web? I mean, I, I don't know. We'll spend a little bit more time talking about it. Cause we obviously have to get into some of the games, but dude, at some point you just, you know, when do you just pull the plug and go, yep, yeah, we're done, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty ugly right now. I'd say, uh, Shoot, most of the most of the sports brew is wrapped up in BSE teams. I mean, the Packers are certainly on. They're, oh, they're each. crap. They're done. They're crap. No Aaron Rodgers, man. There's no hope. <laughs> there's no hope. <laughs> no Aaron Rodgers. No, there's no hope in Green Bay, dude. Yeah. None. It's like Packer fans. You're our only hope. Yeah, it just done. I saw like uh, I saw some rando article. Uh, it was probably in one of the stupid, you know, Daily Snark or something dumb, but. Uh, maybe it was on for the win. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, but somebody put a Craigslist ad for a quarterback for the Packers. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, once you're to that point, man, you know it's just a bad. It's a bad year, man. But uh, yeah, tough sledding in Green Bay. The Colts. I mean, they're a mess. The Forty ers are atrocious. Uh, Giants are a dumpster fire. The Redskins. I don't. They're not good. They're not bad. They're kind of like right in the middle, and occasionally they'll do something decent. But they're they're so beat up. It's hard to you know. I just don't know how much they have in a tank, and it really feels like it's going to be Eagles and Cowboys, you know what I mean, um, oh, yeah. th- through the back part of the year. Plus, they still have to play twice. So, you know, they have a really big uphill battle, but obviously beating Seattle, they have a head-to-head if it comes down to that, if they're going to threaten for a wild card. So that part's nice. That part's nice. But, uh, and I, you know, I'm thankful they had the grit to go in there and win that. Uh, that was an ugly football. It was entertainingly ugly. But it was ugly. <laughs> Almost as bad as Blair Walsh's kicks. That was an ugly game. But I'll take it. You know what I mean? But I'll take an ugly W any day. Any day. Other than the W that Jameis Winston was trying to eat. That was so ugly. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I want that one. I don't know that I want that one. Did, was that not one of the strangest, weirdest pregame things that you've ever seen? I hope that dude was drug tested after that game. Uh, he clearly, he, he, you know, Josh Gordon must have gotten rid of all of his stuff and just shipped it to Jameis Winston, right? I mean, oh my gosh, dude. First, first, I was like, is he doing like a, what did you call him, crab sticks, McGovern? Yeah, <laughs> he's doing like some crab stick thing. I mean, he he did a W with his hand, and then he's just like gnawing on his fingers, like he's licking. I don't, I don't know, like like you're tearing up some chicken wings and like sucking the sauce off the bone or something. It was just strange. And, but anyway, here's a little bit of audio from it. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? How many people want to eat a W tonight? I mean, how many people want to eat a W tonight? His teammates were like, what? Huh? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> 
just strange. Get the veteran defensive guy to come in and actually give the the pep talk, not let the court, not the young quarterback. Who obviously, Dude, is, uh, doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm I'm all for pep talks. I don't. That was not a pep talk. He clearly no. skipped the team meal. He was hungry. Right, he was he was hungry, dude. Oh, okay. Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, give me Drew Brees any day. Oh, you know <laughs> what that makes that. me? You know what that makes me think of? Oh man, uh, dude, coach of the Jets. Why can't I think of his name? Back in the day, uh, was, was it Rex Ryan? Let's go eat a let's go eat a damn snack or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like totally. I don't know if I, I have that soundbite somewhere. I don't know if I can find it, but that um, should be in uh, Winamp, I think. Yeah. Oh no, I have it somewhere. It's just a matter of actually finding it. Oh, there's the there's the Seriously. D-stat. There's a D-stat fart. <laughs> that, that counts for something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. That's some old school ones right there, man. Every day. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm scrolling down just in case I see Rex Ryan. But uh, this is what happens when your playlist has morphed into an 800-track monster <laughs> I know I really just need to oh I, I need to clean it out I need to clean it out but here you oh I did find it though let's go to eat a goddamn snack. let's make sure we play like the fucking New York Jets and not some fucking slap dick great ass <laughs> I, I like I don't I don't know I don't know why those are lumped together but that those are pretty fantastic after eat the snack that would have been hysterical <laughs> alright here you go here you go here you go we'll do that for you Let's go to eat a goddamn great ass. Let's make sure. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Well, I guess that leaves Whitfield. I need to get him yeah, in here. Is he is he still there? Is he, has he given up yet? I don't know. He walked away. Oh, did he? <laughs> Unless he's invisible. I mean, there. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. No, no, you didn't, Randy. <laughs> you want you want some Clay Aiken? There you go. Bring <laughs> Matt into, I guess. That's that's one we haven't cranked out in a while. Oh, there it is. She said. <laughs> well, I was waiting for someone to say that. Gotta, yeah, push that out, Woodfield. Push that out. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he went to go, you know, take the Browns to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? But uh, I tell you what, in honor of Whitfield, you know, let's bring him into the song he deserves to come into. There you go. Just for uh, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Yeah, a little relax. That's good. So, uh, Whitfield, how do you uh, how do you feel about that uh, Lions Packers game, buddy? Yeah, yeah. No, legit commentary. Legit commentary, man. Brett Hundley. That Green Bay defense. Cool. What Mike McCarthy. <laughs> That's a good call, bro. That's a good call, man. So you you hitched your fantasy teams to the Green Bay skill position players this year, yes? Okay. Well, good luck with that, sir. <laughs> we'll see if he reappears in a few minutes. <laughs> That'll probably happen. Anyway, oh god. Well, where do you where do you want to go first? He'll show back up when he shows back up. So that or perhaps and, and I can get up. Maybe <laughs> maybe Whitfield <laughs> fell down somewhere. <laughs> you know what of all of us if there was anybody that would like have a bathroom incident it would be whitfield wouldn't it i've fallen and i can't get up i've fallen. Yes. You, you know that would happen that would totally be the deal that would totally be the deal 
Oh, actually, I do have a I do have a song for Jameis Winston since he likes to rock the W. Well, they didn't really rock the W. You know what they ended up rocking is the L. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger. That's what he was doing. He was putting nice. the he was putting the L on Lattimore's forehead, <laughs> or at least the back of his helmet. That's what happened. Oh my goodness! Ugh, so dumb, dude. So dumb, so dumb, so dumb. Well, dude, let's go with the biggest win of the weekend. Let's go with the Redskins over <laughs> Seattle. You think that's the biggest win of the weekend? I wasn't going to go there, but... Uh, that was hey. the most entertaining win of the weekend. All right, fair point. I'll take that. I'll I'll take that. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna take a sip of beer on that one because I don't know how many weeks this year I'll get to enjoy that kind of a win. Hey. Hmm. It's not every day you go up to Seattle and win. So. No, you know, I, I know there's some... You know, you can make the argument that Seattle's not... You know, the same team that they were two years ago. And that's fair commentary, man. Every year's different. That's still a really, really tough place to go in and win, man. Yeah. Um, that That's a strong crowd, super-duper strong home field advantage. And you think about what Seattle looked like the week prior it was, with the Texans game, which was an absolutely entertaining shootout. And the Redskins, you know, for as beat up as they are, and they have a ton of injuries, a ton of injuries, uh, all across that team, man. Offense, defense, the lines. Uh, they are beat up all over the place. So that's the kind of win. That's the kind of effort that, no, it wasn't pretty. Um, but it, it says a lot about the resolve that the team has to be that beat up and to be signing people off the streets and to get them cobbled together and to roll there, to have that kind of mentality and, and to just find a way to win. Because that's what they had to do. And, you know, it was a little choppy out of the gate because uh, Cousins obviously got taken down for a safety. And I was talking to my buddy Jesse, who lives in Houston and is working on his Ph.D., so he didn't get to watch a ton of football. Uh, but he's watched a couple of Redskins games as of late. And it was nice because we're sitting there, we're talking. And, of course, we're talking. We end up talking about Kirk Cousins. We're like, dude, you, ha- you have an offensive line that's all beat up right now. You don't have time. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Get rid of the ball in the end zone. So we're like, oh, God, this game's going to get ridiculous. It's probably going to be a meltdown. We're just anticipating. And I think most people realistically looked at that. Redskins beat up, going to Seattle. That, that's going to be an L, right? I mean, I, I usually put a point or two on the Redskins and pick them, even if I think they're going to lose. And I was like, nah, max points on Seattle, man. <laughs> they're at home. They're going to get them, dude. Uh, but lo and behold, man, you know, it, this is the proverbial any given Sunday. And, I, you know, Again, you can make the argument that Seattle's not what they were. That's fine. Their running game has been garbage. That's fine. Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson. He's still ridiculous, and he's phenomenal in the fourth quarter. And Seattle usually gets better over the over the duration of any given season. So keep in mind, Redskins defense did, a, did, a, did an admirable job. Uh, this was the fourth game for the Seahawks this year that they were held to 16 or fewer points. That's pretty uh, that, that's kind of, you know, a, a little bit about the Seahawks, <laughs> the state of them over the course of the season, a smidge unpredictable, uh, but it does reflect a good defensive effort by the Redskins. Again, they had me worried a little bit, uh, with some protection issues and, you know, cousins, we can talk about cousins till we're blue in the face. He's good enough to win with. I don't believe he's like phenomenal elite top five guy. I don't, but I think he has moments where he shows you that he can win and he can lead a comeback and he can do stuff. Uh, of course he mixes that in with the occasional bonehead play knucklehead play, but we'll see what happens in the off season. Uh, still 
you know, this was this, this was a game they played some tough football. Uh, part of the story has to be Blair Walsh just absolutely with it on three field goals in the first half. You know, and, and it was odd you know, when he missed the first one. I'm like, you freaking kidding me, dude? How do you miss that? Right? And I mean, you'd think uh, at, at this level, a guy that's experienced. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not like these were fifty-five or sixty. I mean, I think the the one at the very end of the half, I want to say, was forty-nine yards. Um, so it's long, but still, uh, to miss three in one half. I mean, what are the odds of that? Uh, I think they were all left too. So I, I don't know. Just kind of a weird game. It was ten-two going in the fourth quarter. Redskins had the lead, uh, and of course Russell Wilson started to get his fourth quarter mojo on. Had a couple of nice plays. Seahawks ball, second and four from the 10. Uh, Wilson uh, rolled out, hit the other Wilson. It should be like a law firm, right? Wilson and Wilson. Hits Luke Wilson for the short touchdown. It's 10 to 8. And, they, of course, they go for the you know two-point conversion, and, and they don't get it. And I don't remember if it was this two-point conversion or the next one, but the Redskins picked it off. And I swear for a second, dude, I thought they were going to run that whole that damn thing all the way back. I did, too. <laughs> I was Same like, here. that is great. <laughs> that is so fantastic. Uh, loved that, man. Loved that. Then we get obviously game keeps on rolling. Uh, you get under two minutes. Seahawks ball first and ten from the thirty. Uh, Wilson hit Doug Baldwin for the touchdown. It was fourteen to ten, and of course the Seahawks failed in the two point conversion. But you figure it's not a, not a ton of time left. You know Redskins on the road in Seattle. That that's a tough one. And old Captain Kirk, dude, he does have ten career uh, game winning drives in the fourth quarter or overtime. Doesn't feel like that, <laughs> but he does. <laughs> uh, and he, he aired it out to Brian Quick, and then he dialed up a rainbow to Josh Dotson. And that was a great catch by Dotson, by the way. That was phenomenal. Um, that was a beautiful catch. He laid out for that, and that's you know really that's what people have been hoping to see out of him. Uh, he still doesn't have a ton of targets, so you know I, I'm not sure what he's going to be long term. But at least you're starting. We're finally starting to see some kind of like payoff for the pick, right? Uh, that was a really that was a nice catch, man. That was a nice catch to get it, hold on to it. And for a second, I, I thought maybe he slid into the end zone. That would have been kind of neat. But got that touched was down. Close. Yeah, it, it was super close. That's all right. Uh, set up the Redskins, you know, right at first and goal. An old fat Rob uh, ended up pounding that thing in to you know get the seventeen fourteen. I'm like, phew, all right, that's pretty fantastic course you know given the Seahawks they're at home it's Russell Wilson you can't totally write them off so you get to the end of this thing second and 18 from the 46 and and Wilson lobs up a a, a pretty beast Hail Mary uh and it looked like for a moment that maybe Jimmy Graham was going to get that thing and bring it in uh but D'Angelo Hall old man D'Angelo Hall buddy D-Hall, baby. yeah D-Hall got in there with his hand and broke it up uh clock obviously expires game over so I, I mean I was <laughs> I was really, really happy with the outcome of that game. You know, I, I know the Seahawks put up some yards. They had like 437 offensive yards, but they had a ton of penalties. I want to say they had 16. Uh, most they've had in forever. Oh, yeah, um, it was tough to watch the game. Yeah, you know, three missed field goals and then, you know, uh, just a, a couple of picks. So, you know, they, they didn't point a lot. They didn't point a lot. Now, granted, Wilson statistically was highly productive in the fourth quarter, and, and that's great, but... You know, it, it, again, I just think you got to give kudos to Cousins, man, uh, and that team as a whole, just having to resolve to to just find a way. Because again, it was ugly, dude. It was ugly. No Jordan Reed, no Jamison Crowder, a marginal run game. You know, uh, Terrell Pryor, of course, his normal uh, All Star self. Uh, <laughs> go fitting TP man, wipe right, buddy, wipe right, Terrell Pryor, wipe right. Um, the Redskins only had two hundred forty four yards in the game, man. That's it. And a lot of that was <laughs> the very last drive, because I think that was like 69 yards, man. 
So uh, pretty beast. But uh, do keep in mind, and in the moment I was kind of annoyed by this. Obviously it worked out. But they had that weird thing where Russell Wilson got sacked, but they thought for a second that he threw the ball out of there. And you saw it on replay that they didn't. So they, they ended up stopping the clock, right? And realistically, the clock should never have stopped. I don't know right. that they would have gotten that last playoff at all had they actually done that the right way. Again, I think back to, it, was it the Lions and the Falcons? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know? there's like a 10-second runoff they're like, because... Yeah, they're like, hey, man, can we get... How come, like, we have a couple games this year where you're like, man, the clock operators were at the wrong game, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> throw, a, throw a little assist to somebody else, man. Um, yeah, like the touchdown, non-touchdown, I was like, oh, well, that shouldn't be a 10-second runoff. Mm. But the... The knee to the ground with the review, that one yeah. should have been a 10-second. That's because they were confirming what they had called as right. him being sacked. Yeah. So that, that was the only difference. They didn't overturn the play. Right. So, But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a clock error. So it was about 12 seconds when Wilson went down uh, on his knee. Uh, a whistle did blow to end the play, and the clock operator stopped the clock. He stopped it with about 11 seconds to go. <laughs> they shouldn't have stopped it, but it's what it is, man. A- again, I think... Had they not, there's no way that Seattle gets another playoff. But it's one of those fluke things. It ended up working out. They didn't complete it. They didn't win that thing. So it didn't really hurt them. It's just you hate to see you hate to see how uneven that stuff appears to be sometimes in games when they when they do that when they don't. Uh, obviously, I'm on the side of get things right, but sometimes in the moment, it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> So pretty happy with that. Uh, did y'all watch that whole game? I usually yeah. I watched uh, Red Zone most of the day, but I saw like the fourth quarter. Yeah. Most of the fourth quarter, since most of the games were done, I was just on the edge of my seat, going, "This is actually probably the most entertaining fourth quarter I've seen in a long time." Yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, it was an entertainingly ugly game. That, there was not a lot of beautiful football in that one. No, but it, <laughs> you no. know that's okay, man. Sometimes football is sometimes the best football games are the ugly ones. And I know that sounds weird, but there's there's a certain level of intensity sometimes that goes with that. And that game for all of its fugliness uh was intense and it was riveting. You know, it was compelling in its own entertainingly ugly way. <laughs> so, I'll take it. I still don't know what to make of the Seahawks like long term. I think they're going to be in the mix late in the season. To me, we'll see with the Redskins. I still think in the NFC East, it's going to be Philadelphia and it's going to be Dallas as far as challenging for that division. And I'm hard-pressed to think that any division is going to get you know, two wildcard teams coming out of it. You know, you'd like to think that the NFC West probably is going to have somebody. I mean, the Rams are looking pretty good, but you'd like to think that one of the, one of the other teams is going to be able to – well, okay, Seattle. <laughs> it's not going to be Arizona and it's not going to be the Niners. Uh, I don't trust Atlanta and the NFC South. Uh, certainly don't trust. I mean, Tampa Bay's garbage. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're a disaster. So you figure it's really the Saints and the Panthers. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and as far as you know, you Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota. Uh, you know, Detroit's good, but they have some issues. And Minnesota, uh, I think it's really going to hinge on we, Bradford's done. I think they put him on IR. Yeah, and, uh, they they activated Bridgewater. Yeah, and if if and we've talked about this a bit over the past couple of weeks, if I'd love to see Bridgewater get back on field and play well, I think that would be a a, a beautiful turnaround given the nature of that injury. Uh, yeah. And that's one of those um, you know every season has a story, right? Every season has a story for every team, 
but on, uh, for the league as a whole. And part of it this year is injuries. Uh, so it would be, you know, may, maybe a little bit of poetic football justice in a, in a season that has been dominated by big-time injuries for a guy coming off a big-time injury to step back on the field and really elevate, you know what I mean, uh, and play well. And, and, and that, to me, would be a feel-good story. I'm not anti-Minnesota. I know I, I like the Packers and all that stuff, but you know I'm not anti-Minnesota mainly because I'm old enough that I just enjoy football, <laughs> and I I root for outcomes. I root for players. Yeah, I root for teams, but I enjoy a good story. I enjoy a good run, um, particularly when I have bad Mexican. No, I'm just kidding about that. But um, <laughs> but I, I but that's one of those things that as a neutral observer would be just tremendous to see him come back and have on-field success and to lead that team to the playoffs. And where they go, we'll see. But I think that would be tremendous. And, and I'm rooting for him. I'm pulling for him. Obviously, <laughs> the Packers are a dumpster fire. But anyway, you know, looking across the NFC landscape, I don't know that, I, I, you know, I just don't know that the Redskins are going to have enough to challenge in their own division to, to take that wild card spot. I just don't think two teams are coming out of any particular division. I, I'm thinking one wild card from the East and one from either the south or the west you know what i mean um yeah that's kind of how i feel about it but i don't know in the interim i'll just enjoy the win over seattle uh by the way i thought this was great i don't know if you guys saw this there was a flight from seattle and maybe they had a layover somewhere but it was a bunch of fans coming back from seattle uh maybe it was a straight flight to dc but anyway they broke out and hailed the redskins on the plane it's like that's good man you know, it, it, that's good. If you if you went out to Seattle for that game, number one, kudos to you. I don't know how much uh, tickets yeah. cost for that. That's a hostile environment. <laughs> I've heard some kind of unpleasant things about how some opposing opposing teams fans get treated there. And one of the uh, one of the uh, Redskins boards that I'm on, there are some people that have gone to games there that have been spit on and had things thrown at them. So, you know, I, I, I'm happy to hear. I didn't hear any crazy stories, but the breaking out and the fight, you know, a little celebratory fight song and uh, you know hail of the Redskins on the plane, man. That's a, that's fun. And uh, if you went to that game and imbibed and had a grand time and got to celebrate with some fr- some friendlies on the plane ride back, that's pretty sweet. That caps off a nice football weekend, man. Ah, oh, dude. You know what? I got another. I got another. Uh, and then the fight started here. Here for you. Here you go, McGuffin. Let's see. Let me, get, right. let me get a good one. My wife asked me if a certain dress made her butt look big. I told her not as much as the dress that she had worn yesterday, <laughs> and then the fight started. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I, tried, I tried to talk my wife into buying a case of Miller Lite for fourteen dollars ninety five cents. Mistake number one. Uh, instead, she bought a jar of cold cream for seven ninety five. I told her the beer would make her look better at night than the cold cream. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fight started. <laughs> anyway, so dumb, man. I love these things, man. I love these things. They're so st- so stupid. <laughs> oh, anyway, it's always a better idea to buy the beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was uh? What was your favorite? Uh, this is probably a bad way to go, but what what's your favorite fight of the weekend, man? AJ Green, man, dude. I think he- I'm surprised he didn't get any points on the board for those takedowns. <laughs> I don't Should know have got what at least a point or two for those takedowns. Look, man, I don't know what Ramsey was saying to that guy, but AJ Green's been in the league long enough. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I don't know how much of a history they have. Like, of course, I, I think back to like Finnegan and and Andre Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, like what 
at like how much abuse did that guy have to shove on him for him to snap that way? Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, it, bro, AJ Green, man, come on, dude. You're a wide receiver. Why are you punching somebody's helmet? Your hands are your lifeline, dude. Your football <laughs> lifeline. Okay. Stop. Stop with that noise. Dude, Stop AJ with that noise. Green and Andre Johnson need to be a tag team. Bro, I'd buy that there for a. Do- I'd buy that for a dollar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like for sure, dude. For sure. <laughs> Look, Jalen Ramsey said, uh, you know, I told AJ Green he's soft and weak. It's one of the things he was saying, right? He said, uh, quote, which is true. I was out there spitting facts. All right, fine. I mean, what, what do you, you, you tell me you don't think DBs and wide receivers talk a whole bunch of smack out there? I'm sure they do, man. P- part of it's getting into the other person's head. But when Green, you know, when Green got up, man, and it wasn't even that bad of a shove that Ramsey gave him. For a second, I thought Green flopped to try to get a call. Honestly, I thought he flopped a little bit to get a call, right? Didn't happen. Next time he's getting up. And it did feel like they needed to be in the octagon, to be fair. But, yeah. like, just, just wrapped him up, took him down, punching him in the helmet. It was just weird. It was just strange, man. I think A.J. Green certainly rightfully was ejected. I don't know if Ramsey should have been. Um, that, that's a mixed bag. When I first saw it, I was like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Why are you throwing both of the guys out? It ought to be Green. He's gone. Goodbye. Uh, and then you go. It, in the end, it didn't really impact the game. I mean, Jacksonville won anyway. Did you know that Ramsey had to be restrained from going to the Bengals' locker room? He wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to go there and continue the fight, dude. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have went over very well. Uh, no, well, you, you can't that do that. That would have gone well for Ramsey. Well, no, you, rolling up in the hostile territory. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you don't want to do that, bro. You don't want to do that. Was it Jacksonville back in the day that they had like that they had like the stump in there and they were chopping wood? Was that Jacksonville and like the punter or the kicker like hit himself in the leg with an axe? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's going back. That's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. And by the way, you know what's funny is that fight completely made me forget that Leonard Fournette was inactive for that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because really, the part of the storyline for that game, you know, Jaguars Bengals, uh, should be the fact that Fournette was inactive to start yeah. today. Dude, by the way, show up for your team photo. Whatever else was going on, man. Tom Coughlin, right? If you're not five minutes early, you're late, or I don't know. With him, maybe it's fifteen minutes. I don't know. Mark, what what was Coughlin's clock rule? Do you remember? <laughs> Coughlin's clock rule. Uh, what is it? You weren't if you're not, you know. 15 minutes early, you're late, or that, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be, right? I figured at least five. Maybe it was 15. But anyway, Green and Ramsey obviously turned into the main event. But uh, I, I don't know. I hope Fournette, uh, whatever happened there, hopefully he gets that out of his system, uh, buttons that up, because I'd much rather see Fournette on the field, as would, I think, most people. You know, I mean, that he just learned Marone <laughs> is just that type of coach, because, I mean, even when he was head coach at Syracuse, mm-hmm. best players broke any team rules, they don't play. Didn't matter who you are. Yeah, well, you know, you need some of that. You, you need some of that because uh, part of it, part of it's always the team mentality. You know, team first. Uh, and you know, I think back to last week, we we broke out the singletary thing. You know what I mean? Can't win with them. Can't coach with them. Can't do it. You know, it, it's the team orientation. And Coughlin, for any fault you might want to, you know, stick on that dude. He's too much of a hard ass. Blah blah blah. You know, I mean that that's a very very team first driven person. You know what I mean? That that's what that that that's the the centerpiece of that mantra is less about yourself and more about the team identity and team cohesiveness. 
And quite frankly, in the NFL, every year you're going to see it where there's teams that overachieve and teams that underachieve. You look at the talent and you go, how is this team that bad? Actually, Mark, we can identify that this year. That's the New York football giants. Like, because they should be better than they are. You know it. I know it. All of us know it. All right? If they're healthy, they would be, but they're underachieving. They have reasons for that, but they're underachieving. The Buccaneers are a team that's like that this year. Underachieving. You can make a little bit of argument maybe for the Raiders. That, that it's too early. to You know, it's early for that one. And then you see teams that are overachieving. You know what I mean? The Rams. That's a great example. They got talent. They have talent, but they're a much better team than they were last year. Golf is a much better player. You know, the coach made a difference. The coaching staffs made a huge difference. They with the should Rams. fire Jeff Fisher again. They, they should fire Jeff Fisher. <laughs> they should fire him every off season. <laughs> every off season. Sean um, McVay has made all the difference in the world there. Huge, huge. But uh, you know, it, that's that's a team thing. The Saints are a team that's overachieving. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is that six in a row now for them? Yeah, so they went zero yep. and two. They've they've now won six in a row. Fun factoid, by the way, the last two teams to go zero and two and then go six and zero won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Cowboys and the Giants, right? Look at you! You must have seen that blurb. I was going to see if Mark knew which one of them, but yeah, the two thousand seven Giants and the ninety three Cowboys. Cowboys and the Giants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I like how, dude, Mar- Mark Leroy Jenkins, that thing. <laughs> All the way, buddy. All the way. Thank you. Yeah, th- thanks. Thanks for that. Hey, you want to read that one or you want to do it live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Look, do it live. I'll be here know, all week. <laughs> I took my wife to a restaurant. The waiter, for some reason, took my order first. I love the strip steak. Medium rare, please. He said, aren't you worried about the mad cow? Nah, she can order for herself. (laughs) Then the fight started. (laughs) I've fallen, and I can't get up. (laughs) Anyway... Oh, I'm, I, I like that soundbite, man. I like it. I'm still waiting. I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe if we uh, egg each other on enough over the course of the evening, you know, we'll have some sports brew football fisticuffs, man. You never know. Yeah, that's right. And if that happens, we all know that alcohol was involved. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> other fun factoid from the Saints uh, beatdown of the Bucks. All right. <laughs> Drew Brees threw his 225th career touchdown at the Superdome. Uh, that is the most by a quarterback at one stadium in NFL history. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, and I was trying to think about, like, who would who would I have thought would, you know, have, I don't know who had that record, but you'd start thinking about people that have played long, you'd think Brady would, you know, as long as they've been in Foxborough, that maybe Brady would have it. Or maybe Favre in Green Bay since he played there so long. I'd, I'd be curious to see a list. But yeah, 225th career pass at the Superdome, the most at one stadium. That's not necessarily one, you know, if a team changes stadium. It, it specifically says at one stadium in NFL history. So if the Saints ever move, I guess, you know, that one goes out the window. But uh, super super fun factoid. By the way, how in the hell did Mike Evans not get thrown out of that game? I can't tell you. You know, I totally I get AJ Green. I totally get AJ Green getting <laughs> thrown out, right? 
Again, I still think the Ramsey one is, is – I'm not sold on why he got tossed, but A.J. Green deserved to get tossed, right? How in the hell does Mike Evans come out of nowhere and blow up Lattimore and not get ejected right then? I mean, Sean Payton had, was well within his right to be thoroughly pissed off about that. Yeah. And why on earth was Jameis Winston out there, like, you know, coming off the sideline and, like, sticking, you know, hitting the – you know, I shouldn't say hitting – with his arm outstretched and sticking his hand on that dude's head. What the hell was that? He was still hungry for that W, man. (laughs) Sheer stupidity is what that was. Trying to get his W back. Mm -hmm. Lattimore was eating his W. Eating eating the B-dubs, buddy. B-dubs, man. What you gonna do? She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her Hell yeah, Jameis Winston, all star. Yeah, not this year, buddy. Not this year, buddy. That's some work. Well, to- Evans didn't escape uh, his uh, his justice as he's being suspended for a game. He lost his appeal. He he should have lost his appeal. Yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have been upset if he got suspended for more than one game. Me neither. I mean, you, uh, that was a cheap. That was like that was a cheap shot. You eat like cheap shot, man. Yeah, that was a cheap shot. Like you know, and like there, there's a couple of cheap shots. I like I can just remember clear as day like Warren Sapp blowing up that dude from Green Bay and I I can't remember the player's name Matt might remember the player's name but Warren Sapp just totally leveling that guy you know I mean like there's certain cheap shots Chad Clifton right I think yeah that sounds right you know and I just remember that hit like dude you you should be thrown out for a while because it's 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 unnecessary and I I get his season right Clifton yeah I don't know that he so ever. I, I don't. I don't even know how much he did after that, as far as his career. But I think I'm pretty sure that was season end for that guy. But you know, like I totally get going to protect your quarterback. I understand that, man. I don't have beef with that, right? If it's legitimate. But Jameis Winston's in the wrong, and then here they are. And it's not like the dude took a swing at Winston, and Evans just comes out of nowhere and completely leveled the guy. Completely leveled the guy. I don't know that a one-game suspension is a strong enough message. Again, look, man, defend your teammates, dude. I'm cool with that. I'm cool. But Winston, was in, Winston to me, at least from the replay, was the instigator. He put yes. his hand on that oh, dude's definitely. head. Put his hand on that dude's he- helmet. You know, he involved that guy. That guy was walking away. That guy was walking away. So what the hell was Winston doing instigating it? And then why was Mike Evans coming over and blowing that whole thing up, man? I don't know the but the Bucks look like they're, they're going to end up being a disaster. Of course, Fitzpatrick, you know, good old Fitz Magic, he's back. <laughs> uh-huh. The what is it? There's like some Fitzpatrick curse, right? You know, every team he goes to, he ends up starting for because the starter gets hurt. Something random happens. Stop signing that guy. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Just stop signing that. Unless you're the Broncos, you should have signed him because you need to get rid of all your starters. Yeah, all of them. Simeon needs to go. Brock needs to go. Can you imagine the meltdown that would have happened if the Patriots had brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> oh, wow. You could, can't sign him, man. Can't do it. Can't do it, dude. Can't do it. So, Oh, uh, he just went Mike Singletary on us. Yeah, I, I, don't have, I don't have that pulled up, but uh, that's okay. Can't do it. That's all right. We'll do it live next yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Hell yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> we'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. 
fucking thing sucks. That you know what? That actually would have been better than McAdoo's. Let's see if I have this thing. This post game presser with this guy. Just garbage. I was joking around with uh, Jerry about this one. Let me see if I, if I should have it pulled up somewhere. Hold on. Bobby, no, nah, I'm not worried about that. Ah, uh, let's see. Yeah, here it is. Here you go. <laughs> Thank you, Ben McAdoo. So uh, this is the post game presser asking what he said to uh, the team at halftime. What did you say to them at halftime? Um. Th that was his answer. Um. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Coach. That that was insightful, and that would have been better with Bill O'Reilly. Would you say that at halftime? Um. I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Hell yes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> woo! And I'm saying, woo! Right here. Hell and yeah. Now, I'll kiss your boots if you can do it. Oh, thanks, Rick. <laughs> How did you know that one's going to show up there? It's like randomly out of nowhere, man. Thanks, champ. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that. So. Mm, well, let's see where are we at on time. Uh, all right, we might as well. Yeah, we'll just, just start wrapping up segment one. Jared, if, we, if we're going to talk about the Giants, we might as well just throw in Jared Goff. Well, uh, this game. Yeah, 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 we are. Because let's go ahead and, and talk about this game for a second. Keep in mind, let me undelete something I didn't mean to actually are delete. We're still right on the Tampa and New Orleans, right? Yeah, we're, we're pretty much done with that. I mean, yeah. although I do have to admit, my yeah. favorite moment in that game. Uh huh. Was the fourth quarter with New Orleans up thirty to three? Oh yeah! And as Tampa's attempting a, a field goal, Sean Payton calls a timeout, and the guy makes it to freeze him, and then he re-kicks it and misses it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're just waxing him. You, you, you know, the, why not? Sean Payton was skipping the old why double, not? double uh, salute there on the uh, sidelines. Yeah, you're number one, guys. <laughs> That was weird. Funny. But Kam Kamara, man, that dude balled dude, out. Dude, that dude, that Kamara's a player, man. Yeah, he is. That guy's that was a great find for them. And I didn't, you know, again, the Saints are one of those surprise teams. I don't know if it's going to hold over the duration of the season, but um, kudos to them, man, for, you know, the, the defense has been opportunistic. I don't want to say they have a good defense. Let's go opportunistic. And the offenses have been productive. Kamara's been a nice find. You know, Breeze is still Drew Breeze. Uh, but the team as a whole has been playing really well. Very nice, very nice football surprise out of out of New he Orleans so far this year. That yeah. entire team. Yeah. Good to see. Uh, not that beating up on the little sisters of the Buccaneers poor means a whole bunch. But at, at least, at, look, at least they got to practice their freeze the kicker game situation. You know, why not do it? <laughs> why not do it in the throwaway moment? Why not? <laughs> you know what the hell as far as the rams as far as the rams and the giants man keep in mind the rams were four and 12 last year they sucked golf i mean you know golf didn't really do much anything of course you know our our favorite man of mediocrity jeff fisher the perpetual eight and eight they were four and 12 last year I man they stank they underachieved and now here they are dropping 51 on the giants this year 
The Rams have not had a winning record since 2003. That's a long time, brother. As long as they stay healthy, they're on their way. That's a long time. And both teams are coming off a bye, dude. Both teams coming off the bye. The only team that came off the bye was the Rams. What the hell? Giants look like they need another boat trip. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, come on, dude. Look, as far dude. as the, <laughs> the Rams. Do you see Twitter after the Giants games, by the way? No, no, but I'm sure it was ridiculous. One particular site has the picture of all them on the boat and says one in blank since the, since that picture was taken. Yeah, well, that we'd have to fact check it, but I think, uh, what what is it? They've only won like one game since the boat trip? It was the Denver Broncos game. Man, that is incredible. That is absolutely incredible. What kind of weird ass jinx is that? Ask Cam Newton. Maybe it's the Titanic, right? You know, yeah, we just lost a great player, but nevertheless, you know, the 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 Titanic still has to go. Oh wow! Yeah. But look, it, the Rams. As far as keep this in mind, you know, big plays are any uh, any rush over ten, or any rush over ten yards, any pass over twenty. The Rams are second in the NFL with fifty five big plays. All right, and I will give the look. Uh, you know, we can poke fun at a couple things, but in the second quarter, it was ten seven. It was ten seven, and then third and thirty three happened, <laughs> and then the floodgates of football hell opened up, dude. You know, it, look, I mean, I, we've seen, we've all seen some crazy stuff happen at the end of the first half and Chiefs Cowboys with the, what do they call They called it the Hall Mary or something like that. You know, uh, the, uh, the Hill Mary. What, Hill Mary. It's, yeah, there you go. The Hill Mary. Excuse me. The Hill Mary. That was, that was, that was fun, man. That was ridiculous. Bob. Nice job, Dallas Cowboys prevent defense. Nice job. But, you know, at golf, man, when he hit Robert Woods, it's not like he threw a deep ball to Robert Woods, man. It was third and 33. I don't remember if that was a wide receiver screen or what, but, I mean, you know, he, that was a short pass. And I've always wondered that. Like, why not just go short and have everybody block? Well, it, it worked. It worked for the Chiefs. That's for sure. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes that works out pretty well. Did for them. But, you know, golf hits Robert Woods, and dude just takes off, man. Just takes that was a fifty-two yard touchdown on third and thirty-three. It's seventeen seven. Rams ball. Next possession. Rams get the ball back. Golf air raids that thing out, dude. He he just bombs out to Sammy Watkins, and that was a deep throw. Sixty-seven oh, yard touchdown to Sammy. That that yeah. ball was in the air for sixty-two yards. That was a pretty throw, buddy. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was a pretty throw. That in fact, that was the longest distance on a completed pass so far this season. Who was on him? Mark, do you remember, who the hell was on that dude? Was it Eli Apple? Who blew that coverage? Yeah, I think it was Apple. I'm not sure. Yeah. By the way, Robert Woods and um, Sammy Watkins, uh, hello, Buffalo. Yeah, thanks Thanks for the players, Buffalo. Buffanopes. Mm-hmm. So I guess both New England and the Rams, the Patriots and the Rams, have pilfered and had a lot of productivity out of former Buffalo Bills players. Super rando. Fun factoids for the Rams. All right. They have scored 263 points this season. All of last year, 224. Wow. Big difference. They've scored 30 or more points five times this season. (laughs) From 2014 to 2016, they did it five times. Right? The Rams D is balling. 
They've given up 11 points per game the last three. I mean, they got strip sacks. They got picks. They they played some good D. Again, the the Giants are ravaged by injuries. It's a little bit skewed. But still, they're playing really good football. 51, by the way, is the most points given up by the Giants at home since the merger. And the Giants are 1-7 for the first time since 1980. That's rough. So... I don't know, Mark. I, I I still think you can make a. You hate to do. You, you almost hate to do it in season, and it's not really their style. But I'll I'll be curious to see if that team really quits on McAdoo, and they might need to just get him out of there before the season's done. But realistically, I mean, you can't. I know they're talking about scatting other people. That, I mean, the season's. I mean, it's a lost cause. We all know that at this point. But I mean, you can't bench Eli. Right. I mean. I, I mean. You. I don't know how you do that to him no. not not for no. as long as he's been there to, to have I mean you, you got the rings you got the start I mean it just I don't I don't know how you pull the rug out from under that guy like that I mean I think you have to let him he's earned the right to play whatever it is he's earned the right to play it out if, if, if he's not going to be their starter then he needs to be traded I mean that, that 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 would be my 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 only argument yeah you can't you can't take a guy who's taking you and won two Super Bowls for you uh, put him on the bench. It's yeah. You know, is he playing the, his best football right now? Probably not. But I mean, is he is he trying? I mean, he's always trying his ass off with you know a completely depleted you know basically everything. So well, uh, no. Well, I, I he's also he either. he's a uh, consecutive starts wise. He's like a couple short of Peyton mm-hmm. and moving into I think second all time. Yeah, I mean we have to pull the numbers, but I, I just I I don't. I don't. I don't think you can do that guy wrong like that. I mean, I, it's fun. Maybe it's fun for some people to talk about, but like, no, what you no. think? Uh, you think Webb's going to come in there and it's going to magically cure something? No. Uh, who's the other dude? Geno Smith. You want to see Geno Smith behind center? I mean, <laughs> Christ Almighty, get out of here with that. F O H. F O H, dude. <laughs> Freak out of here. <laughs> no. I mean, Manning's response was just to the point. Hey, I want to be out there. I want to be playing. Yeah, I want to be out there. I think they have to ride it out. As as ugly as it is, you know, he's he's been a team guy and, you know, we've poked I mean, he, you know, Eli's a good-natured dude and he's handled New York about as well as, you know what I mean? He's handled all that media, the spotlight, all that stuff. He knows how to play it off. He knows what he's doing. But as I mean, much as he's getting paid, well, he's, he's getting paid there. a ton. He's getting paid a ton. But I just look—he passed fifty thousand yards, and uh, Shannon—he's about to—he's yeah, about to tie his brother for second place on the all-time uh, list for consecutive starts. Yeah, that's what it is. So yeah, I, I knew it was coming up on one of those. Yeah, and I was like, they're not going. You can't not at this point. Yeah, you can't just take them out. No, I—I I, I think you—you you just have to rot it. You—you let—you let it rot it out, and, and you know if they were going to move them, they should have already done it. But I don't—I don't. That would be really, that'd be a big thing to do in the middle of a season, um, if you could work out compensation, and that's tough. But Mark, realistically, what are the chances that they move him after the season? I mean, is that even? Um, can they even really do that? It's, it's it's so tough for me to say. I mean, my, my, my heart, my gut tells me that he wants to finish his career as a giant, uh, that he certainly recognizes that, you know, that receiving core healthy, plus, you know, hopefully add, you know, one or two, you know, quality guys to the offensive line in the offseason, 
you, know, you actually have your, your offense put back together and, uh, you know, finish your career out throwing the ball to, you know, healthy Odell Beckham is, you know, not a bad way to go out. So I, my gut tells me that he stays a giant, but uh, I, I get, I get why, you know, people are speculating both from a, you know, just, eh, it'd be interesting to see kind of standpoint. And, you know, then also just, you know, what's the point of having a great quarterback, you know, suffer, you know, through, you know, this, this shit. And I get that. Yeah. That's not, I'm sure he's not having much fun. Uh, nobody's having much fun there right now. No, um, not this so season. it's easy, to, easy to say, Hey, let's, you know, let's have the reunion with, with Coughlin and Jacksonville, you know, Jacksonville fans don't want to keep seeing Blake Bortles. Uh, Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles doesn't want to see, keep seeing Blake Bortles. Uh, <laughs> that's, Blake Bortles has no mirrors in his house, right? You know that, right? No, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't think so. Um, <laughs> so, um, but he has life alert. He does have life he, alert. Blake Bortles he, he, definitely he has life alert. <laughs> he, he needs it. So yeah, I, I my gut tells me he stays a giant. But I I definitely understand the conversation. I'm not. I, it's it's a it's a reasonable question. Um, again, I, I can't imagine he's having much fun this season. No. But I I think he wants to close out his career as a Giants. And and I would think you think he probably has two maybe three max seasons after this. I, yeah. If I'm Eli. I'm saying this. Listen, if my receivers come back healthy, great. But mm-hmm. you better damn well draft some offensive linemen yeah. that are going to protect my ass. If you're not, then we need to part ways. Well, exactly. That's, that's a great point. And and certainly, you know, you get to the point that he's gotten to and and his longevity and what he's brought to the team. Uh, you know, he may not quite have the year. Uh, of higher ups like a, a Brady or a Elway, you know, or even his big brother had, but he, I'm sure he's got plenty of you know power to at least push them in that direction. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. If if Eli wanted out, I would hope that they would respect that. Oh, but for sure. I don't believe that. He, you know, like I, I'm kind of with the mindset that you have, and I think he wants to finish his career there. You know, there's a certain uniqueness in like the sports lexicon. You know what I mean? Like when a player does their whole career with one team, because that's who they're identified with. That's what their legacy is with. Um, I think he's good enough to play. I mean, like it's it's kind of funny to be like, oh, maybe go to Denver. <laughs> you know, hey, why not, man? Peyton did it. Let him go there and see what they can do. Like it's kind of fun to speculate that, right? Or Jacksonville, he can reunite with Tom Coughlin. It's cool. But that being said. At this point, you identify the Giants with Eli, you know what I mean? And I, I just think, really, you, you want to see him finish his career out on his own terms. And I think, realistically, I, I would hope that's the you know in New York. Now, this year's obviously a dumpster fire. I don't know what their salary cap looks like. <clears throat> I think, realistically, McAdoo is gone. So, depending on a couple scenarios, you get a lot of people coming back. You're going to have a good draft choice even if they commit to taking a quarterback high. And at some point, they have to replace him. So it's it needs to be on the table, right? It needs to be on the table. But depending on who you're bringing in anyway, you might want them to sit for a year. If you're not going to blow it up, right? If you're not going to blow it up and you go, you know what? This year's the aberration. We got beat up. We had a bad start. You know, coach staff fell apart. We're much better than this. So let's go ahead and, you know, get a, get a new coach in the offseason and, and we're going to go at it. We got two years. We figured we got two good years with Eli. Yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll draft a quarterback. But let's go ahead and sell out and, you know, free agents and, you know, a draft lineman and do this and do that and give it one more legitimate go. And if it, if it ends up being BSE and fail bags 
then you know then you entertain the other options and you've already taken if they like a quarterback coming out and you don't know you know maybe they do maybe uh, they maybe they do maybe they don't so I, I think you can make the argument for taking somebody if they really like them but you can still sell out other than obviously taking a quarterback but you give them time to grow learn and groom behind right Eli but you can still put a lot of the resources into the current team. And really, skill positions you don't need to worry about. they got a good young tight end, plenty of wide receivers. When they're healthy, plenty of wide receivers. Although Brandon Marshall is done. I think, I think, sure. he, I think he's got to go. But, but Beckham, you know, uh, Beckham is, is legit. Uh, I like, I like Shepard. Uh, hopefully he's healthy over the duration of the season. God bless. They need a. They got a lot of running backs, but they don't have anybody that's really got a ton of pop. Although Darko has been decent as of late, um, yeah. but it, it, I don't ever remember uh, Orleans Darko staying consistent with that. And the defense. I think that the you, you figure the defense. If nothing else, the defense will will rebound next year, and then it's a matter of just writing the ship with the O line. And you know, I mean, coaching can go a long way. Again, we we talk about McVeigh and with with L A. And I think it's entirely possible that if the team's mentality is not right and McAdoo just doesn't have a good feel for the pulse of the team, for the build of the team, for the makeup of the team, and the, you know they've rejected him as their coach, then you know sometimes you change a couple of pieces and you have a much different football. You know what I mean? You got a much different football team. And I don't know. I, I'd be I, I'd be of the mindset that uh, I'd rather see Eli stay there with this. You know, you got let's go to your window. You sell out for that. You roll. Even if you draft a quarterback, you roll and you try to write the ship next year and just kind of, you know, punch through and, and keep on going. Um, I don't particularly want to see him in another uniform, but if it, if it happens, it happens, but I'd like to see him finish his career in New York. I really would. Yeah. And yeah, man, man. And of course me too. And, and for a lot of reasons, I mean, I, I think just to, as a quick extension of the, to what I was saying earlier is, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, he's got to weigh the benefit to him. Now, I mean, sure. Yeah, you, know, you know, he's already accomplished so much. He's already got the rings. Um, he, he's he's got the success behind him. So, you know, I think that in situations where a quarterback maybe is at the end of their career, they've got you know some achievements they haven't yet gotten, and if they feel like they're stuck on a dead end team, well, then yeah, then you look to to go to a contender. But I don't feel like that mindset would would be the case with him. And so for him. You know, unless again, unless he just thinks that the Giants are you know, destined to be a dumpster fire for the rest of his career, uh, for the last couple of years, yeah. You know, then you know, does he really want to go to a new team, learn a whole new team, new system, new playbook, all, all that stuff? You know, during the last couple of years of his career, uh, I would be hard pressed to think so. Yeah, well, I mean, he's been in the league long enough, and he knows how to. I mean, he knows how to read the defense, run the offense, study tape, study film, all that stuff. So I'm. I would imagine with a regular offseason, he could pick up whatever anyway. And a smart head coach, if you're bringing in a veteran signal caller like that, you're going to help them bridge whatever your offense is. You're going to let that, that quarterback say, hey, this is what I do well, right? right. You know, this right. is what I do well. Like, I know it, you know it, and let's maximize this and let's go. And so, you, you know, with, with a guy like that that's been in the league for as long as he has been and has been – you know, he's had enough success that he should be able to go if he goes to another team and say, hey, l- let's work on this together. Let's flesh out this offense and let's go. I, like, I, I, don't, I can't imagine he would go somewhere and just be completely subjected by a head coach to, to, to have to, for, you know what I mean, to be like the square peg in a round hole with an offense. You know, if you're bringing somebody like that in, you work with them to maximize what they bring and then what your scheme is. If, to me, if you're a good OC, a good head coach, you're not going to throw them to the wolves and say, "This is my system. This is what you're doing. Shut up." Because what's the point of bringing it? You know, don't bring a guy like that in if you're going to do that to him. 
Get off my lawn. Yeah, get off my lawn. Yeah, I mean, exactly, man. Like, for sure. For sure. So, anyhow, we'll, yeah, we'll see, man. Again, I, empath- I empathize with, from, a, from fan to fan, you know, I like to joke around a lot about a whole bunch of it, and you know that, but uh, from a, a fan standpoint, like, I empathize with you. I've been there, dude. It stinks. It stinks. So, but that's why you have Magic Hat number nine fun beer bottle caps. <laughs> Exactly. Well, like legit. I happen to I happen to look up the numbers. Yeah, there's no way the Giants are just going to outright release Eli next year, because if they did, that's a 12.4 million cap hit. That's a big one, buddy. That's He'd be better one. off being traded. But so I'm thinking they'll probably look at look for a quarterback in the draft this year, and then I would just, I would hope they just let him write out his contract and let and then bring in the whoever they've got to fill them in. Well, but. the one big and don't forget one big advantage of taking a quarterback in the first round is that you get that that uh that option at the end of their rookie deal. You know what I mean? So you can mm-hmm. you can kind of you can kind of make sure that you've got somebody for an extra if you like them, you know, you've got that op- is it the is it is it the fifth year option? Um, like yeah, I can't remember if it's the fourth year option or fifth year option, but either way, they, 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 you know, the team has that option, and that's a big deal, particularly if you're talking about a quarterback. So if you go, we go, well, we got two years with Eli, you know, or if I don't know, disaster happens, we're going to get out of it, or maybe if if Eli says, you know, hey guys, this is the direction you're going, it's not going to work, you know, I'd love to stay here, but if it's not going to be, then let me go where I want to go, and I wish you the best, and let's part amicably. It's still always one of the things that bothered me about. Uh, Favre in Green Bay. Uh, I always hated. You can argue that he he dicked around with the retirement thing. That's fair commentary. But I always think for what he did for that organization, they should have let him out and not forced him to go. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I I never liked that, and it's still to this day it bothers me because um, I think when it, you know if if you've made the commitment to go in a different direction, which they did, with, they made the right choice to go with Rodgers. They made the right choice. They did. They know they did. We know they did. Everybody that loves football knows that they did. But if that's if that if you make that choice and you're going with that guy, you don't hold the old guy over a barrel when he's like a franchise legend. You yeah. know, Let, yeah. and and if Eli if Eli wants out, don't screw around with the guy. If you're going to go in a different direction, if they legitimately go in a different direction, I mean, honor that dude and respect that dude for what he's done for that franchise and that organization, and help him go somewhere that he wants to go. So that he can finish his career. If it's not going to be there, let him finish his career somewhere else uh, in, in the best best manner that he can. You know, I I don't know. Maybe that's just maybe other people don't share that opinion. That's how I feel about it, man. That's how I feel about it. Give give them the, some professional courtesy and respect for the sacrifices they've given to that franchise and that team. If you're going to go in a different direction, man, that, that's fine. Don't don't crap on the player on their way out the door. You know. Yeah. Anyway. All right, uh, I need a new beer. I don't know about y'all. I need a new beverage, so I'm gonna go get one. So we're gonna take a break. <laughs> if anybody needs a ripcord, that's fine. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna freshen up, and then I'll be back, and then we'll pound out. We have a little bit of football left in college football, and that's probably about it. Anyway, we're the sports. You can find us on iTunes. Obviously, our home feed on uh, Podbean, uh, LiveSportsCaster.com, Google Play Store. Keywords are sports and brew. Uh, if you like us, please share us and feel free to message and harass us. Well, particularly, um, you know, MacGuffin, because I think you pay more attention to Twitter. I'm not always good about responding on Twitter, so thanks for reminding me from time to time. Uh, but feel free to harass us, uh, particularly Mark at DSTED FTW. Harass him as much as you want. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Just don't send just don't send him any uh you know, Brett Favre uh, you know, <laughs> flick my big pictures. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Don't 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 slide into my DMs, I'm married. <coughs> don't slide into my DMs. Yeah, buddy. That's fantastic. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened to Whitfield. Maybe he's off sliding into somebody's DMs. What do you think? <laughs> Who, who's that? Is it uh, who, who's that porn star? Is it Mia Khalifa? He were, he were tr- trying, trying to. Yeah. <laughs> is that her name, Mia Khalifa? Right? Is he trying to yes. is he trying to slide into her DMs? I didn't, I didn't say Wiz Khalifa. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> he, he might he might be. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe he's trying to slide into Clay Aiken's DMs, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll go hauling oats, man. I can't go for that. That's a bad joke. Ugh. Anyway, we'll be right back in just a moment. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> now, now I feel like I need to take a quick shower. <laughs> no deal. No deal. No. Fail. I'm gonna fail myself for that one. I deserve it. I deserve it. <laughs> All right, be right back in a second, man. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. Uh, anywho, um, <laughs> God bless, man. Whitfield being Whitfield, he does deserve his own segment, right? Just <laughs> fail horned, man. We don't know what happened to him. He's in the witness protection program, perhaps. <laughs> Just here one minute. <laughs> and then just gone. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm still I'm still convinced that perhaps perhaps I've fallen and I can't get up. We just lost him and he doesn't have his life alert with him. You it, know. it could be that or did he did he hear there's another protest going on in Charlottesville? I don't know. Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. Too far. I'm sorry. But. I would say keep it above the belt where it comes to him, and he doesn't anyway. So, Well, speaking of that, so uh, here's another one of these uh, little jokes for you. Uh, after retiring, I went to the Social Security office to apply for Social Security. Uh, the woman behind the counter asked me for my driver's license to verify my age. I looked in my pockets and realized I'd left my wallet at home. Uh, I told the woman that I was very sorry, but I'd have to go home and come back later. Uh, the woman said, ah, unbutton your shirt. So I opened my shirt, revealing my curly silver hair. She said, all right, that silver hair on your chest is proof enough for me. And she processed my social security application. When I got home, I excitedly told my wife about my experience at the social security office. She said, you should have dropped your pants. You might have gotten disability, too. Oh, <laughs> and then. Man. And, <laughs> and then the fight started. <laughs> anyway. Woo! <laughs> uh, woo! Damn. Mark, I do have a. Uh, I know you're going to have to ripcord in a couple minutes. So uh, just out of curiosity, man, I, I know it's early on and you don't want to put too much stock into that stuff, but just early impressions of uh, Lonzo Ball and the Lakers, man. Well, I know being being the East Coast boy, can't say I've gotten to watch a whole lot of his games, but I've, I've yeah. gotten to see a couple. Um, and, and I'm keeping up with the stat lines and everything like that. A, over as a whole, Lakers are you know certainly performing you know, a, a 
much better than last year. Yeah, uh, and I expect them to be better. Be better. They're certainly, you know, I don't think they they come anywhere near the playoffs, but they're they're playing better, and that's that's all I wanted to see. I mean, I expected you know to really get back to you know potentially playoff team. You know, still a good two to three years out. Um, yeah, but uh, hey, better is better. We, we like that a lot. Um, I think they're just under like one game under five hundred right now. So yeah, um, Ball himself is 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 clearly a work in progress. But I'm 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 mostly pleased with what I've seen so far. I think the only it's been kind of I don't know schizophrenic you know, gameplay from one to the to the next in terms of his is is shooting. Right. He's he's not a great shooter, and and I don't want him trying to be a, a you know a Kobe here or you know put up a ton of points per game. But I mean, I think there's one game where he didn't take a single shot, and then like the start of the next game, he took like the first four shots of the game. I think he airballed a three, and I mean, I don't know. So he's just he's trying to he's he's either way too passive on the shooting, and I think the coach told him like, yeah, hey, we want to. Be, he'd be a little more aggressive, and then he yeah. took that to you know, too far an extreme. So to try to find a balance with that, but he's putting work on the boards. He's he's a, he's a, a great passer, and, and and I think doing pretty well with assists. So he, he's contributing. He's, he's contributing uh, pretty pretty well so far. Um, so I think mainly he's just, he's got to figure out what what his role can and should be best with the shooting. Um, I, yeah. I, I think I like him best as you know trying to take it to the basket. Um, trying trying to drive, you know, his, his jump shot, yeah, definitely still needs some some uh, some improvements. So I think that's to, to put it mildly. I think the the jump shot needs some improvement. But that's yeah. that, a lot of that's uh, just the absolutely. release. A lot of that's just his form. But right. I don't yeah, absolutely. But so I, I I'd give him, I'd give him a B so far. I, yeah. I, I, I definitely feel feel good about the pick and feel good about what he's contributing and and, and his and his effort. You know the the you know his his dad and his, his family and all that stuff. I just I, I really couldn't give a shit less at this point. I, I you know it, it's it's gonna be what it's gonna be. And, and like everybody else, I wish I wish the dad would go away and shut up. But that's that's not gonna happen anytime soon. I, no. I, I think that at some point, if it gets bad enough, then you know the higher ups, genie bus, or somebody will have to have a talk with him. Be like, look, you're you're just you know damaging uh, your son's potential, and you're you know honestly getting you know, him probably in more trouble on the court in terms of people targeting him. So you know if you really you know want to you know see your son stay healthy and safe, you know you'll you'll you know take a step back and you know, fade in the background. But well, um, who knows? Maybe maybe Lavar will be a little bit busy with uh, you know uh, LiAngelo stealing some stuff from or shoplifting allegedly from the Louis Vuitton and. And try, exactly. dude, yeah, I mean, first of all, really, how dumb do you have to freaking be to not only yeah. shoplift but to shoplift in a foreign country? I mean, are you freaking kidding? That's a that's a bad look for you. It's a bad look for. I mean, that's damage. I mean, that's horrible. That's a horrible look for UCLA, right? It's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a US, bad, yeah yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a bad look and it is stupid. And uh, you know, there are plenty. If you're gonna do that. Do it in your home territory, bro. <laughs> don't go abroad. And, don't go abroad and do that stupidity, man. That's a bad, way, Mark. bad look, man. So maybe What's Levar will maybe Levar will be busy with that. Maybe he'll, he'll be over in China for a little while and <laughs> he'll get a break. <laughs> go ahead, Shannon. What's the last name of the family we were just talking about, Mark? You said ball. Thank you, Justin. You said balls. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for it. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Hey, salute yeah, I mean, Say it again. Salute o'clock. Salute o'clock. Yeah, hell, why not, man? What the hell? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, this fine evening, sir, I've got uh, 
Yeah, I ran out of Hunter Proof Captain with my Coke, which is flat because it's been in the fridge for a while. But I finished a two-liter bottle. Got a little Hunter Proof Captain in there, but not enough. So I, I had to do the Zacapa Dirty. Normally, I drink that on ice, but I needed an extra little splash of rum. So I have a hybrid Hunter Proof Captain, Ron Zacapa, and Flat Coke. Not the best combo, but the uh, the Ron Zacapa makes up for all the rest of it. <laughs> it makes it so good. Uh, and then I have my tried and true three-notched uh, 40 mile IP. I've got some other beers I need to drink, but I just I keep grabbing the cans, throwing them in the sleeve, and you know, here we go. So, no hate from me. Shannon, what you got, bro? I am rocking the Hardywood gingerbread stout tonight. That's a good seasonal oh, call. Man. Yeah. Good seasonal it's, it's call, man. Christmas in a glass, my friends. There you go. I just, I don't need a stocking stuffer from you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Flair gave good stocking stuffers, though. I tell you what, ten thousand of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 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 Holler, my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. You're oh talking goodness. about all man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, uh, Mark. What you got, bro? It's sound pretty, pretty, pretty strange. Um, I'm going. Well, for first off, I'm going a little, little light uh, tonight because I'm uh, this weekend's uh, each year's DC group. Uh, I would take a trip to kind of, kind of like Smith Mountain Lake kind of thing. Take a nice. weekend trip to a, a nice house and just uh, rage out for the weekend. So going a little light this this week because I know this weekend will you know be damaging. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, got a, a, a Trader Joe's beer. Uh, which is huh. actually pretty good, but it's a, it's a tall boy called Quinquagenary. The Quinquagenary. Uh, did you drink too much of that before you tried to pronounce that? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dicey one, I know. I, I'll, yeah, you try to pronounce it. <laughs> but it's a vintage ale. It's actually very good. Say it one more time for me. Quinquagenary. I don't know. It sounds like a spell from Harry Potter, man. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Or actually, that may have been what Joe Flacco mumbled after he got when he got knocked out the other week. <laughs> Poor Joe Flacco. <laughs> Poor guy. Randy, what you got, bro? Well, as we all know, that once uh, October ends, every, everything in between is pretty, from here on out is essentially the holiday season so already the sam adams has their winter holiday pack out so out of it i've got a chocolate box all right i thought you were totally gonna be like i got a pumpkin beer hell no (laughs) yeah i I don't like those either man that's just not my thing yeah i don't do pumpkin beer not my thing dude last time i had a pumpkin beer i feel like i broke out in the sweats (laughs) it's okay you can shake it off Oh. You know what? Indeed, I can. Giants can't, but I can. <laughs> Packers can't, but I can. <laughs> 49ers definitely can't. Sorry, Randy. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of jealous of Shannon right now. Why is that? For the beer? Yeah. No. Oh. Nice. It's in the stores, bro. Hey. Yeah, if I'm lucky. Because <laughs> usually those things go back quick. Yeah, buddy. 
Yeah, dude, like, I was in yesterday when they stocked it, and I was like, all right, cool, I'll grab a cold one and a, a warm one. Well, may- hey, Randy, maybe you can talk Shannon into letting one of those go and donating it to you. Right? Yeah? Uh, I might have to fight Shannon for that one. Well, I wouldn't save for D-Stat, so if you want me to save one for you, let me know. <laughs> I think I can do that. All right. That'll be, maybe we can. Uh, maybe maybe we need to talk to old uh, Two Beer Tooting. Maybe one of his beers is something that you'll like, right? You never know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well... Anyway. I was gonna say, but, but before I before I ripcord out, yeah. I've got two two of my own favorites, uh, and that's when the fight started. Can, can I can I? Show yeah, those? absolutely, 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 man. I think the class will the class will enjoy these. So my wife and I were watching you. Who wants to be a millionaire? While we were in bed, I turned to her and said, "Do you want to have sex?" No, she answered. I then said, "Is that your final answer?" She didn't even look at me this time. Simply saying yes. So I said, "Then I'd like to phone a friend." <laughs> That's when the fight starts. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Nice. All right. I love this one. This is the other one. All right. So my wife was standing nude looking in the bedroom mirror. She was not happy with what she saw and said to me, I feel horrible. I look old, fat, and ugly. I, I really need you to pay me a compliment. I replied, your eyesight's darn near perfect. <laughs> that's when the fight started. <laughs> Ruthless man. Uh, that's Leroy Jenkins right there. Bro. Ruthless. Bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. You won't get in some trouble with that kind of stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> still, lo- still love that soundbite. It's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Mark, yeah. before, before you get out of uh, two things. Number one, uh, any, any bad beats, bad bets that you got uh, burned up with, or really good bets that you had out of curiosity, whether it's college football, just in general, NBA, NFL. Uh, you know, ironically, when I missed last week, I feel like there was one from a weekend before, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be blanking on it right now. That's um, okay. I do. I. I, I mean. I'm not going to go babble because none of you guys covered it, but I, I obviously missed the World Series podcast, and I hope everybody enjoyed that series. That was amazing. Uh, super happy for the Astros. Uh, the, the final game wasn't the most exciting game, but I think we got more than enough excitement during the actual, like, earlier in the World Series, especially yeah. uh, game four, I guess it was. was the insane one. So, uh, anyway, kudos to the Astros for that. But, uh, uh, yeah, no bad beats I can think of right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Iowa plus twenty this past weekend. I mean, yeah. that was <laughs> that was dude easy, easy win. Come on, what the hell, Iowa State? Iowa State. What the hell, Ohio State? <laughs> Fifty-five to twenty-four. The double neck. Look, man. look, JT Barrett. JT Barrett, man, he got some sports brew love last week, except from Shannon <laughs> calling him Braxton Miller, but. JT Barrett, man, got some love last week. This week, he gave that defense a bunch of love, man. Four interceptions. Pick party. Hell, his first his first pass was a pick six. Pick six, first play of the game. Come yeah. on, man. 
Most points allowed by an Ohio State team since 1994, and the 55 points allowed is the most ever by an Urban Meyer coach team. Most ever by an Urban Meyer coach team. I did love how all the the Iowa fans rolling out of the uh, stands onto the field, though. That was kind of cool, man. That was kind of. Oh, wait, wait a second. It, do you have like an Iowa thing through Megan? Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. So, there you go. Most uh, we, we were all big Iowa fans because most of her family that's, that's their legacy school. Dude, how happy were they with that one? Oh, they were they were ecstatic. Holy you know, you know, moly! I, I, again, they, they were they were yeah. Um, Twenty point underdogs. I was you know. I, both, both Shane and I, we, we, we did have that game as a, a a pick for the weekend. We both, you know, were taking Iowa, and, and I felt strongly about that because, you know, it just just felt like it would be, it felt very strongly it would be a close game, um, and that they could keep probably within, you know, seven to ten. But, yeah, but, felt like it would so be Ohio, Ohio, State Ohio State was favored State, by twenty. Yeah. Ohio State was yeah. favored by twenty, and they ended up losing by thirty-one. Yeah, yes. wrong, 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 wrong team favorite there. So that's like that. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a fifty-one point swing. We're just talking yep. about like the odds. I mean, God, that is ridiculous. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, how often does that happen? Not often. Not. God not bless, often. dude. Uh, you know what? Uh, kudos, by the way, to Joshua Jackson. Oh um, man, three that, picks and three picks, but he had that one late in the fourth quarter, dude. Oh, uh, one handed. Dude, the, yeah. the one handed one, dude. That was like Odell Beckham had to be oh, like, "Good God. job, sir." Uh, that one-handed grab for that that pick, and in my notes, I was just like, in my in my notes, I was like, get that man on offense, coach. <laughs> yeah. That was ridiculous. And uh, uh, kudos to Nathan Stanley, five touchdown passes. Like random fun factoid, he's the first quarterback with five five or more touchdown passes and zero picks against an Urban Meyer coach team since two thousand and seven. But Nathan Stanley, good job, sir. Good job. Glad you got to celebrate that. I ho- hopefully, Megan. Uh, Celebrated like a champ on that one. Oh, sure. Very, very, very happy family. That's for sure. Good. Uh, and, and any any beef with the uh, CFP rankings at this point? No, I you know I think I think they're right where they should be. I know we uh, I have Shannon Shannon will cover me with uh, you know just talking about it. Definitely a big big college weekend coming up this weekend. Uh, the, the schedule makers definitely set things up well. We got a lot of big games this weekend, so uh, we'll see what uh, what shakes out after this weekend. But I think everything where it is where it should be right now. Um, no, I, I I get I get zero beef. Good, let uh, it play I, out. I, I was number twenty now, and that's cool. That, that's a win. And I guess uh, for the baseball guys. Obviously, with the passing of uh, Roy Halladay, old Doc, uh, eight-time All-Star, and clearly a you know a lock. Everything I've read says that dude's a lock for the Hall of Fame, man. Oh, Garrett, yeah, you know, yeah, t- yeah, yeah. Tw- absolutely. Yeah. This, this, this this won't suddenly be like a sentimental go in. I mean, he he was in there no matter what. I mean, he's one of the best ever, and a uh, guy that I, I had a respect for, as I'm sure any of his baseball guys did. And, and uh, I think that's you know we always say that certainly because of you know respect for somebody passing away that you know you maybe sometimes have to I don't want to say question, but you're not always sure if people are saying very nice things because you know, they want to you know, be respectful or right. it's you know, truly how the person was and everything that I've known about him while he was alive, you know, is, is that he was, a, you know, I mean, you can tell why I was playing the field, extremely dedicated to the game mm-hmm. and, uh, and, 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 you know, sound like a really great dude. So it's, it's, it's awful. It's tragic. Only, only 40 years old. Um, but yeah, one of the best ever and then absolutely going to the hall of fame. Mark, I know you're 23. I'm 40. So it's like, <laughs> Uh, dude, I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm in Mike Gun- Yeah, I'm in Mike Gundyville, buddy. 
I'm in Mike Gundyville. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. You know what I'm saying? And at, look, you're going to start seeing, I, you know, obviously with the plane crash, it's a horrible, it's a horrible thing. It's, it's, it's very sad. And you're going to start to see some stuff coming out that he was kind of hot dogging it in, the, in that, that uh, I think it was a funky kind of little plane. And they, I saw some, I think TMZ had some footage where he was doing, you know, doing, uh, flying kind of aggressively going up, going down. And, and, but, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's tragic no matter how you slice it. And I mean, it's the things that I've read when people talk about him, the things that he did off the field, his contributions and how helpful he was to his teammates and how he, you know, he, he was essentially like a player that was like vir- virtually a coach to other pitchers. You know what I mean? That he was more than half talk about tips and help other people be better. You know what I mean? And th- you always have, you know, in life and in sports, uh, clearly in the context of sports here, but you have players that make other people better. And, you know, it's one of the things from that 30 for 30 with Ric Flair, okay? One of the things they kept talking about with him was how he made other people better. You know what I mean? And, I, Shannon, I know you watched it. I don't, Mark, I don't know oh, if, yeah. if you've seen it, but it came up time and time and time and time and time again. They talked about how he – yeah, he was great, but one of the things that made him so great was that he, he made other people great. You know what I mean? Right. And he was so willing to help other people be better. And – the, all the stuff I've read with with Doc is is that he was that kind of guy. I think one of one of my favorite things that I I, I read, and I, I imagine you, you guys very well may have, but but just for everybody else, um, mm-hmm. you know, when when he threw his, his perfect game, um, he uh, afterwards he, he got I mean everybody everybody involved, you know, watches. And, um, you know, he, he talked about it, and I mean, the, whoever, I mean, different people have talked about the watch stories, but I mean, one of, one of the people, uh, um, I think it was one of the coaches, you know, it was, was, was saying, I mean, and you heard him, heard him talk about that. I mean, the, the reason, I mean, it wasn't just like a symbolic thing is because, I mean, he was the type of person that truly knew deep down and, and wanted to make sure everybody else understand that, like, he knew that he would not have that perfect game without his teammates. I mean, that that's not just a, you know, individual accolade, that it's a team accolade, and that he wanted everybody to always, you know, feel proud that, you know, they were part of it. And, um, I mean, a lot of the guys that have those watches, I mean, they, they wear them nonstop. And you know, one of the guys I was talking about, I said, you know, my brother got me a Rolex for Christmas one year and always asked me, like, why aren't you wearing your Rolex? He's like, because I'm wearing Doc's watch, and I will always be wearing Doc's watch. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, he, he he knew the value of his teammates, and he certainly knew that you know, as as great of a pitcher as he was, I mean, certainly he, he is a team game, and uh, you know his individual stats, I think, weren't you know, he's one of those guys that truly you know whatever the team needed, what, what he wanted the most, you know, that he would frequently be apologizing, you know, in games where he gave up, like you know, one of those guys apologized for giving up one run, <laughs> and you know, his teammates are like, dude, you, you dominated, like, I mean, we're, we're sorry we didn't get you more runs to back you up, like, you know, just that that kind of you know extreme competitive mentality that you know I've got to be good enough that I got to shut them down every every game, and you got you got to have respect for somebody who's like that. It's just. Uh, he, now, he, was, he was great. He was great to watch. One thing, um, and you would know better than I would, but certainly with the the prevalence of analytics today, you don't, you know, it's, it, it feels like it's a rarity if you're going to see somebody go nine innings. And he was a guy that wanted to go nine. Yeah, you know, he was a guy that wanted to go nine. But you know, some of the things that I read, it's just they talk about his humility um, and just his dedication to, you know, certainly to the sport, but to his teammates and then just charitable work that he did. 
uh, with sick and, and under unprivileged children. I mean, he got the uh, Roberto Clemente Award, you know, for that. You know, I think it's unfortunate at times that we don't always discover that and know about it and read about it um, until somebody passes, right? But it's 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 a nice little reminder of somebody. And, you know, Kobe Bryant, I think it was this week, was talking about how if the best thing he does in his life is basketball, he failed. And you, you think, what does that really mean, right? What does that really mean? Because he's a hell of a basketball player. But part of that is is going, you know, I've got this platform. What do I do with the rest of my life? What do I do to impact other people? What do I do, you know, to elevate other, other people to help out and, and to make other people's lives better, right? There's, there's pieces to that. Maybe it's, it's business. Maybe it's charitable work. But it's using your fame or fortune or sport as a platform to do other stuff. Not necessarily seeking anything out from it, but understanding that you have a platform that you've earned or been given, however you want to phrase it, that enables you to give back in a way that a lot of people can't. Right? A lot of people can't. And I would think by that measure, by that measure, his impact is beyond baseball. And that's one of the best things you can say about somebody. You can recognize their sporting achievements and what they did, you know, on the mound or on a field or on a court. But what is their impact off of that? And that's one of those things that we can raise a glass to, you know, to dock and tip one back. A horrible end, obviously. But you can celebrate the player and you can celebrate the man and i think that by everything i'm reading well worth that an awful end tragic end but there's a lot of legacy and a lot of impact that he had it's also yeah. true and 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 i would just say real quickly i, mm-hmm. I think he has a great it's a great quote from, from from kobe obviously for many reasons i'm a huge kobe fan yeah uh, but it's a, a great great line and very accurate and i Maybe I'm off base with this, but I, I feel like it seems like, it, especially in sports, um, and and you know, no matter what, I mean, I don't care if somebody wants to, you know, cameras and everybody to be around when they're doing a, mm-hmm. a charitable work, or if they do it on the sneak. I mean, doing doing charitable work, giving back, you know, whether it's your time or money or whatever, whether if you're a celebrity or not, you know, it, it's it's a good thing. So I don't care if it's you know done for, you know, you know, hey, look at me, I'm doing giving back or you know doing doing it quietly but it does seem to me like more often than not athletes especially i feel like more so do it on the quiet front which i, I guess at the end of the day I hate that phrase but <laughs> I, I i it's it's it, the way that I, it's you're going to respect it more i guess um just because i mean clearly they're they're doing it because it's it's important to them it's something mm-hmm. that they, they want to do and, and um I mean, Deshaun Watson when he gave you know his his, uh, his first check to the lunch ladies, uh, he wasn't the one that you know, brought attention to that. I mean, he wasn't saying, "Hey, everybody, look at me." This is, I mean, I think the you know the lunch ladies um, and and other people wanted to you know give him the credit for doing that. But I mean, I, I nothing that I read or saw you know gave me the impression that he was saying, "Hey, everybody, follow me." This is one. It's just it's something he wanted to do. Is I mean, it felt right to him and. Uh, yeah, everything that I've read, you know, with with Holiday and, and and a lot of other people as well, um, and it just seems I don't know for some reason it seems to me athletes are often this way that they, yeah they're not trying to say hey cameras you know media come follow me as I go to do this charitable right. stuff um, cer- certainly when t- when teams do functions and things like that of course yeah you know, of course it gets you know camera camera footage but uh, but I just feel like when individual you know 
individual charitable work is done, uh, especially by athletes. It seems like they don't really do that so much. They don't really bring the cameras or try to get the attention for it. It's just, you know, hey, I've got a privileged life and uh, I need to give back and you know, in any way, shape, or form. That's a that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, I'll tip this one back for you, Doc. Absolutely. I saw I saw um, two other two other. Um, minor random baseball things i i, I know i i really should uh, it's all good man what you got dude run with it know, it's fine you still you still got beer left in your bout you can't like ripcord out before your beer's done come on get the <laughs> hell out of here with that i hear but i don't want to take up all the time either um doesn't matter let me answer <laughs> that say, you know that is an absolute crock of all right keep going mark uh i saw that's um that's tragic the uh, 17-year-old uh, prospect, the Red Sox, the international player. I have to look and find his name again, but um, I think he was considered the number two uh, international prospect for next year. Uh, and only 17 years old, uh, died from cancer complications. Um, it's awful and um, strange baseball story. In that uh, apparently Ned, the Royals manager Ned Yost, um, fell out of a tree at his home and. Uh, has some serious injuries. Uh, I mean, I think he's going to be okay, but I'm not sure what that story is about. I just saw that saw that headline that he fell out of a tree at his home. Hire a professional, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Sometimes, sometimes that's the way to go, dude. No, ho- hopefully Yost is okay. Hopefully Yost is. I hadn't seen that story yet, but uh, hopefully, hopefully he's a- he was break free after that fall. <laughs> Literally, I've fallen and I can't get up. I'm, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Hashtag too soon. That was not nice. That was not did, no accurate. Ned Yost, did you have your life alert? Uh, anyway, don't worry, I, Shannon. You know he'll. Uh, come on, you got to say it. Come on, Shannon. Was he break free? No, come on. He's going to get up and shake it off. Thank you. Well, you know, baseball players, man, they bring the wood, right? (laughs) Slump buster. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, all kidding aside, all kidding aside. Well, that that's a pretty awful transition to everything and anything, Mark. So that's yes. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll leave it to y'all to, to, to cheer thing, cheer things up and uh, make we make will it better. Don't worry, we will we will we'll have a little bit of fun. Mark, uh, you are not allowed to break free of this podcast, son. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pops. Sorry, pops. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look you out, stand bud. for that, Shannon. Hey, look, look, just like the Giants, man, Mark's coming up short. It's okay. They can't they can't finish, neither can he. Hey, at, least, at least I made an appearance in the podcast. Whitfield did not, man. <laughs> where did he I still don't know where he went, dude. I have no idea. I still have like, no idea. Ready to be on this podcast. Who shot first? Who shot first? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, Shannon. I mean, he was like all excited about the podcast. He did sound check, and as we're doing intros, he walked away. It's like, where'd you go? He's gone. <laughs> what are you gonna do? All right, so it's, it's 
it's, it's not necessarily like happy. <laughs> it's not necessarily uh, happy. Well, no, no. I, I was, I had I was gonna say, not necessarily. Happy. It's not really news. It's a statistic, an old random statistic, and has nothing to do with sports. But anyway, I, I thought I'd throw it in if I was around for the end of the podcast. Okay. Um, what you got, uh, Justin? You probably have. You haven't watched any Narcos, have you? The Netflix no, show. it's on. It's on my to watch list, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. And you got to get to Fargo first, but yeah, I do. Um, one day. Um, one day. <laughs> Anyway, I, I I love it. I, I mean, I've got a long way, long way to go. I'm only like halfway through the first season myself, but uh, I find it fascinating. I love the Pablo Escobar stuff. Anyway, how much do you think at his peak? Uh, I'm just curious for people to throw out numbers. At its peak, at at Pablo Escobar's peak, how much money per week was he and his cartel like bringing in from you know, cocaine distribution? At his peak, how much money a week? Uh, yes. well, that was a pretty, that was a pretty big deal. I don't know, like 20 million, 20, 2025. Let's go say a hundred, a hundred. Well, that's a hell of a lot. But what, what would you guess, Randy? Uh, I'll, I'll go in, in the middle and say about 50 million. All right. Uh, estimate about 420 million a week. Yep. Good. Dang. Holy God. It's so absurd. It's Holy so absurd. moly. That's a lot of money. Even Susan yeah, Boyle couldn't dream a dream that damn big. <laughs> Holy <laughs> moly. <laughs> 400 and, did you say 420? 400, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. Appropriate number, no, it's legit. Well, that's an illegitimate business. I don't know how legit that can be. That may have been inflated. <laughs> Maybe. Just saying. I mean, there's there's a story from his, his daughter one time that he, he one time uh, because she was she was because I mean they they lost so much money because they, they they literally had to. I mean they 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 buried money. They would put it in walls. They they would just go out and throw it around and hand it out because there's no. Is that why Trump it. wants to build a wall? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's no way you can like store that much money. Um, Woo! So, so one one time his daughter was cold, so he, he set three million dollars on fire to, to like have a fire to keep her warm. Oh, oh my, god. my god! Woo! Just so obscene. But four hundred twenty million dollars a week. <sighs> that is an that's a staggering can, staggering. Can I get sum. like two days of that, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Shannon. That's 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 drug money, man. It's dirty. It's dirty money. That's a lot of money, though. It'll pay the bills. <laughs> yes, it will. I just feel like that numbers. You just can't even wrap your brain around that. That's absurd. No. So no. Is this the beginning of be breaking brew. Huh? Breaking <laughs> brew. <laughs> breaking brew. <laughs> there you go. So what? Uh, give it just a, a short, a short term, uh, you know, uh, attempt. See what we can do. Nice. There we go. <laughs> who's gonna who's, who's gonna buy the RV? <laughs> well, not you. You don't drive, so clearly you're gonna be, you're, clearly you're gonna be cooking. I said buy it. I didn't say drive it. Hey, I, I bet we can go to Sanford and Son and get get us a good RV. There you go. <laughs> Song nice. just popped into my head for no reason at all, dude. I do love some Sanford and Son. That's I, I went Afro Man because I got hot. But you know what, San. Sanford and Son, and I wish I remembered what we broke out Sanford and Son for all those years ago. I sure oh as God. I sure as hell don't remember now. But you know what? 
We can break it out again. Classic, dude. Red Fox, man. All-timer right there. All-timer. Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you. <laughs> and then the fight started. And then the fight started. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. All right, Mark, you go ahead and get out of here, man. We'll wrap up with a couple of NFL thoughts, um, unless you have any predictions or you want to throw your hat in the ring for anything in particular. Other than that, you can you know, peace out, roll out, get out, ripcord out, and have fun this weekend, man. Have a good time, dude. Much, much appreciate it. I will. Oh, all right. I got I literally just one final uh, sports thought. Is, uh, I'm going to get out of here, but here's 50 <laughs> random thoughts at the very end. That's right. You know what? We got, we got zero thoughts from Whitfield, so I'm glad you showed up. Exactly. You know? Um, <laughs> 0.0. Whit- Whitfield was like a ghost poop. Uh, he was the ghost poop of the sports brew tonight. <laughs> whole, whole bunch of strain and efforting. Whole bunch of strain and efforting, and you got nothing. <laughs> just an empty bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I would just say um, the New York Knicks, obviously, are still a dumpster fire. But but if anybody hasn't been paying attention to what uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis has been doing, man. He is ridiculous. Um, he, I think he had a game. I, I can't remember against you the other day, but uh, he put up 40 and made it look easy. I think he had a point where one stretch where he scored like 15 straight to take the, the lead back. I mean, he is just playing out of his mind right now. He didn't play tonight. He's a little banged up. But, um, yeah, the next, next maybe a uh, dumpster fire. But uh, get him on a good team. And, uh, oof, they he's not scared. Who, who the fuck is this? This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> he is he is a star. He is the star the star of the New York Knicks. That's who. That's who. Still one of my all-time favorite draft. Get off my lawn while you're at it. Still one of my all-time favorite draft reactions, man. Just good, voice good. Just, just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you just you never know, man. You never, <laughs> never know. <laughs> anyway, all right, man. Ha- all right. Have a good time this weekend, bro. We'll catch you a little bit hey, later, dude. Much appreciate y'all too. I'll be talking to you. All right, sounds good, bro. It's out. Peace out. Yeah, you, <laughs> McGuffin, McGuffin. <laughs> How did you not take the Colts to beat the Texans? Come on. In the Pick'em League. Dude. I, I just want a better draft pick, man. I, efforting. I, Look, you already got sucked for luck, man. You don't get to you don't get to round brew that thing, dude. I, I dude, I'm doubling down at this point. I'm just hoping the dude comes back healthy. <laughs> what is, all kidding aside though, what did you think of that stuff um coming out and I don't I I, I missed it when it happened. But uh, according to uh, Bob Kravitz of WTHR, uh, there were some remarks made by uh, Tony Dungy. He was making an appearance on the Dan Patrick Show. And so during a cut-in, right, while there was a radio commercial break playing, uh, Dungy told Patrick that uh, Ursi believes that the things holding luck back are mental rather than physical. Quote, I don't know what's going on there, Dungy said. Jim Ursi made a comment about six weeks ago, it's inside his head now. Let me... Let me uh, clarify those remarks. Okay, please do. There is no offensive line. 
I'm not going to get re-injured when we have zero chance of winning. I'm going to sit out this full season, and Jacoby Brissett's doing pretty good. He is. So, yeah, it, I've said it since September, and I will say it until whenever. <laughs> luck, you don't play luck at all this season. Sorry, you just don't. Like, you made him, you forced him to play injured for about a year and a half before you got this surgery. And now you have to pay the price and let him heal properly if you want him to be 100% for next year. That's, that's what you got to do. Or say, you know, sharing is caring, so share your drugs. You know, if you want <laughs> just to not, Just not with Josh Gordon. Just not with Josh Gordon. No, no, no. And, and good on him for getting reinstated. I hope that man stays clean. Me too. I, 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 I really do. I, I'm pulling for Josh. He's so talented. He just he he needs to. Cleveland need, needs to release him so he can go somewhere where he won't be depressed. Because being in that organization, you're going to get depressed really quick. <laughs> and well, what did you expect? He's in hell. I, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, just let that man go. Let him go to a good situation with some good mentors. And, and let him start fresh. Yeah, man. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. You're let right. Let him break free. Damn it, Dustin. Give me break free. <laughs> <laughs> ask, 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 and ye shall receive. <laughs> Bro, you're going to have to be stronger than you were. <laughs> you're going to have to be stronger, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, Andrew Luck. You're going to have to be stronger. There you go. Shannon, you got it. It's the strangest video ever, but... It, it, it's, it's a bizarro video. Perhaps not as strange as... I've fallen, and I can't get up! <laughs> I don't like the motto of the Cleveland Browns right there. You know, I, uh, uh, I don't know how enthused Mark was at the beginning of the podcast when I dropped that on him. That, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was quiet. He was quiet for a while. We're up Mrs. That was good. I was dying. <laughs> oh, goodness. That, that was a nice curveball, by the way. Yeah, bravo. Giants fans in the stand, man. I'm having chest pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's heartburn. Oh, <laughs> uh, the sports brew. It's probably probably more likely that it's fartburn than anything else. Uh, yeah, more than likely. Yeah, more than likely, man. Yes, sir. I do have they two quick thoughts. Who, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are you going to say, Randy? So, uh, two quick thoughts. Yeah. For her say, why don't we just put him in pads and put him behind <laughs> the Colts' offensive line, and we can show him that it's not mental with Andrew Luck. Yeah. Well, um, Secondly, for uh, for Gordon there, I think he needs to go to a team that has a strong, just a strong leadership, strong coaching. That'll just keep him on the straight and narrow. I don't think being – you guys are Cleveland's right. depressing, man. Cleveland. It's depressing, yeah. right? Uh, just just so that he has a good, you know, place to be centered and just stay away from some stuff. Well, the last place he needs to go is Dallas. Let's let's be honest there. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> lots of upside. <laughs> lots of upside, but New England. Uh, him in New England would be unfair. Uh, him on the right track in New England would be unfair. <laughs> People would hate him. <laughs> People would hate him for that. Ready to be like, I'll play it all in 50 with this guy on my team. Screw this. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say New Orleans because of Breeze, but New Orleans is a party town. so that's Yeah, New Orleans is probably not the, not, probably not the way to go. Uh, Send them to Green Bay. It's quiet there. That's fine. Uh, yeah, that's a good call. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just if kidding. Aaron was playing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, as far as the, as the luck and the Ursa thing, here's a um, a line from an article in PFT. It says, uh, luck has taken a savage beating during his time in Indianapolis, directly resulting from the mismanagement sanctioned by Ursa. And luck doesn't have the same kind of track record of erratic behavior as his owner. So having yeah. his toughness question has to smart a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Apparently Vontae Davis is not yeah. happy, and they got they got some other injuries that have that have cropped up. So they're in a pickle. But I mean, this it's a lost year. I mean, this year's a dumpster fire, man. You know that. I know that. I mean, we knew that back in August. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, we knew it. By yeah. the way, I have a breaking news. Oh, oh, do you? Yes, Philadelphia just scored again on Denver. I like how they uh, they had a tweet saying they ran out of fireworks. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> That's rough, man. By the way, welcome back, Brock Osweiler. Or not. <laughs> it was good to see you. Not really. <laughs> nah, well, what, what the hell happened to Denver? Good uh, uh, look, that, that was just demoralized, man. They, yeah. they have no offense. That defense is just... They're, they're demoralized. That was a 51-23 whooping. That's what that was. I mean, hell, Jay Ajayi rolling out. That dude had gone 152 touches this season without a touchdown. His fifth touch as an eagle, he pops off a 46-yard touchdown. I mean, just ridiculous. The, dude, the Eagles rolled them. I mean, that, that final score isn't even indicative of how much the Eagles roughed them up. Close. It was 24-6 to early in the second quarter, dude. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, go ahead. We we've been uh, treated to every Eagles game this year here in Richmond. Lucky us. I mean Carson Wentz. He's worth watching though. First I mean, quarter. He's, he's, first quarterback to twenty passing touchdowns this season. By the way, Wentz. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jay Ajayi, man, welcome to Philadelphia. Welcome to Philly. The J train. Yeah, the J train. Uh, the Eagles are eight and one for the fifth time in franchise history. The other four times, they either reached the Super Bowl or they won the NFL championship. Uh, man, you got to go way back for that one, Eagles fans. Nice reach. Nice stat reach. <laughs> but uh, as far as the Broncos, Randy, um, look, dude, they're, they're stuck in the vortex of suck. And I think at the end of the day, yeah, demoralized is probably the, the, the best way to go about it. Because you know their defense is good. It is. The talent, the players, the scheme. That That's just... it's. I think at some point when your offense just can't deliver and can't get it done, you're going to have games where, you know, for lack of a better expression, where they get got. You know what I mean? And the Broncos, they they were got. <laughs> they were gotten, man. They um, got got. <laughs> they got got. They get got. They got got. The impossible happened. The impossible. The impossible. <laughs> the impossible. The Thanks, un- Emmett. The impossible godding right here. 
Eagles, <laughs> Eagles 51, Broncos 23. It was an ass-whooping, man. But I, I still think it's hilarious that the Eagles tweeted, our apologies, we ran out of fireworks. That's pretty damn funny. Get some more fireworks, y'all. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you, Stock you know you're up. You're getting your ass beat when yeah. the local affiliate switches to the Baltimore-Tennessee game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but See, and I would sit here and say that you know a lot of the issues with Denver is the fact their defense was tired. But when you look at the time of possession and the number total of plays ran by both teams, time of possession was pretty much split down the middle, and the pr- plays run. I mean, Denver ran sixty. Eagles ran 67. So, really, there's the only Eagles difference Eagles were is, just clicking, man. Right. Yeah. The, the real excuse here, I mean, 14 first downs for Denver versus 25 for Philly. I mean, Philly was just rolling. I mean, that's all. That's the best way to yeah. put it. The Eagles, I, we'll see how the rest of the year plays out. I don't think they're going, like, 14-2. and two, But the, they're good. And they're good across... You know, all three phases, man. They're good on offense. They're good on defense. They're good on special teams. So, you know, maybe Wentz slows down a little bit. Possible. Sure. Uh, but, they're, you know, they're stacked at running back. Losing Peters hurts them. But uh, year two for Wentz looks pretty good. Uh, but I just think the combo, you know, again, all three phases, man. Defense, offense, special teams. They're playing above their head. They're playing above their head. It, it, you know, they're an entertaining football team. The big, the big question for them is going to be how they handle the end of the year, depending on, on what the Cowboys do. And they sh- obviously should be a playoff team, but what they do in the playoffs. That's ultimately what this year is about. You know, I, I'd like to say I wish them well, but uh, I, you know, the fan in me says F them. But <laughs> the, the neutral observer in me says I like Philadelphia. And... I know some people have, have talked about well they do some college things in offense. Well, you know it's effective. So it's you're working. the pro, you're the pros, man. Stop it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, stop it. If you can't stop it, what do you think they're gonna do? Hold man? on, Arnold what? wants to say stop it. Yeah, like legit. I like how you do that. You idiot! Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> stop it! Yeah, the, I'm a cop. You idiot! Stop it! There you go. That's your own reference. You know who else might want to stop it? Tony Romo. Stop talking about Deion Sanders. Just trying to do you a favor, dude. Peters doesn't want to tackle. That's one of the things I'm telling you. He's really good out there at the corner off coverage, but in tackling? Not his thing. No, and he makes Deion Sanders look good at tackling sometimes. Tony, I, I tried my best to take the high road, but I don't, I don't know the address to the high road. So I got to come at you, man. You... you, you, you Ten years as a starter, you're two and four in the playoffs. You ain't won nothing. I tried to bury the hatchet. Both of us worked for CBS. I went and shook your hand and say, Tony, you're doing a great job this year. I thought that would be it. But nevertheless, you keep on shooting at me. Tony, what's going on, man? I got a gold jacket that I didn't buy. <laughs> Dak says hi. <laughs> and bye. Tony, leave me alone, man. I got a lot of ammunition, man. How many interceptions? How many interceptions? 19 and 2012. Come on, man. You threw to everybody but me. <laughs> Tony, come on, man. You know you never won the big one. You know you never won the big one. So stop, man. Leave me alone. I tried to take the high road, but I don't know the address. All right, here we go. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I-, I did like how uh, people on something offset was cracking up, man. 
Dion was ready for that. Although, to be fair, to be fair, Dion Sanders made plenty of business decisions as far as tackling. And uh, I think admittedly, self-admittedly, and it's been fair criticism or commentary with him. And arguably, you know, the greatest cover corner the game's ever had at his peak. Right. Right. You can you can make that argument. But a little too much butt hurt. Randy, we haven't broken out the butt hurt alert in a while. But no, we haven't. Deion Sanders did not need to go full butt hurt alert on Tony Romo just being a little tongue in cheek funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, and the thing is, not it's necessary. Not even, it's not even the fact that Romo was attacking him. Romo was saying stuff that was true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all there is to it. And if you notice, when Sanders decided to, you know, light him up, he didn't even deny the fact that he was not a good tackler. I mean, so it was just more like. Romo said something, he took it personal, and he decided to just take it to another level rather than just be like, yeah, yeah, I know, ha, ha, ha. It was more like, oh, really? Okay, time for me to turn into a dick and actually just tear you a new one. It makes me think there's obviously something more there than anybody really knows. seems like they've got a past. There there seems to be. There seems to be. If he's talking about burying the hatchet – there's something. There's something more to it. Uh, Michael Irvin came out was talking about it, and uh, yeah, he said, uh, "Quote: I didn't like it at all, man. I didn't like that last night. I saw it. I saw it. Uh, here's the kicker for me. I love Tony. I talk with Tony all the time. I love Dion, but it's like for so long, Dion, you've made a living off telling people that my job is covering. Now, when someone uses it within the framework of what you said, so when Tony used it, and for him to come back that way, yeah, that's crazy. It's having fun, guys." You got to be able to laugh at yourself. I don't even. I, I didn't even. I, I didn't think the comment Tony made was that bad. To be honest with you, and everybody says it. Even Dion says it. So I don't know. It wasn't like he said he could. He couldn't play. He just said, "Hey, that'd make Dion proud or something." Anyway, it, it, Dion had a little fun with it. An overreaction, funny in the moment, but definitely, uh, definitely full on, full raging, but hurt alert. Speaking of butthurt alert, uh, Shane, I'm going to throw this one out there for you just uh, as we start heading into wrap-up o'clock. Bob Knight, dude. Bro. Slow your roll, man. <laughs> this, little, this little piece with Joe Buck. I'll play this little snippet for you. Ridiculous, by the way. Being the guiding light of the university, and I won't go in any other direction. So that, that incident happens, and then some student walks up to you on campus and says, Hey, Knight. Some kid came up to me and say, hey, Knight, what's going on? That kid made a dumb mistake. You know, I went over to that kid, and I did a lot more for the son of a bitch than his parents ever did for him. And I went over there, and I said, son, let me tell you something. You don't address adults like that under any circumstances. And that's why I have no use for Indiana University." Because they used that as a reason to get me out of there, and that's absolute bullshit. (laughs) Still dropping the bombs, man. Is there anything? (laughs) Is there anything about bullshit that you don't understand? No. That is a soundbite for the sports for right there. Is there anything about bullshit you don't understand? That's so Bob yes. Knight, man. Yes. God, that guy, man. 
That he's almost as salty as Whitfield is about Aaron Rodgers getting hurt again. Almost. <laughs> almost. No Fs were given. Uh, no. Look, he's a fascinating character. He really is. But I mean, he he had some transgressions, you know, during his tenure. <laughs> and it's just some some of the old school people, man. Some of the stuff you could get away with thirty years ago, man. It just doesn't work in today's environment. It just doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't. And that part to me was kind of funny, but once he starts lightning and tearing into John Wooden for cheat for cheating during his run at UCLA, it's like at, at what point? I mean, you know, Wooden's deceased, man. His legacy is is secure. It's safe. It, it, I mean, what motivates Knight to go after Wooden at this? Why? He said, "Quote: I've never been a Wooden fan. I've never been a Wooden fan." Uh, bringing up Wooden's top recruiter, Sam Gilbert. I have a lot of respect for Wooden as a coach, how he coached. He was a good coach. But from then on, and I don't mind saying it, I don't respect Wooden because he allowed Sam Gilbert to do whatever it took to re- to recruit kids. And one time he told me, he said, oh, I just don't know how to deal with Sam Gilbert. And I'm saying to myself, I damn sure could have dealt with him. Personally, I like John as a person, but it, it isn't just John. It's a whole UCLA approach to recruiting. I think John was called in and told he didn't have to worry about recruiting, that they had people that would take care of that for him, and that's coming from people who really know the circumstances. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Extra salty. Extra salty. Extra salty. Where else you guys want to go? We're going to wrap up a clock land so we can touch up a couple of games or whatever. It's kind of up to Um. y'all. I mean, well, out of, I was gonna say, out of curiosity, uh, yeah. Since you know, no Matt and no Mark between you two, how realistic do you think the Niners going zero and sixteen is at this point? Uh, let me look at their schedule, and I'll let you know. I mean, come on, they have to find a way to win a game, right? I mean, you did jinx Alex Smith. He finally, you know, threw an interception. You know what I mean? Nice job, by the way. Yeah. Nice job, by the way, Giles. Um, hey, I'll, I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> hey, he might go the whole season and not throw a pick. Immediately next game, throws a pick. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. What? San Francisco has an opportunity this weekend. They play. They play the Giants. Uh, Considering how Swiss cheese that offensive line is, do you think? I think JPP is going to have a field day. What about the San Francisco defensive line? I mean the uh, the defensive line they couldn't even get a all right a, all right a sack against Arizona. So look, they're not they're not beating the Seahawks. All right, so they have the Giants next. Giants are terrible. That's that's a possible W. I might take the Giants, but still. Then they have the Seahawks. They're not winning that. They got no. the Bears. They're a mess. They got the Texans. They're a mess. They got the Titans. That Titans should win. Jaguars should win. Rams should win. So, yeah, Giants, Bears, Texans. I'd say Giants and Bears are their best opportunities. I mean, luckily there's a bye after the Giants game. That way maybe get some of these guys back that have been injured because, I mean, it's like a freaking walking wounded. I mean, it's just ridiculous how many guys are on IR and on this team right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, how can you rebuild a team if you can't even see the talent play because they're on IR? a tough way to go that's one of the reasons why i really hope that i don't see garoppolo play this year i don't want him to become another crash test dummy 
Yeah, no, I hear that. Uh, I, I think at some point it'd be nice to see him get some reps, right? Depending on on his comfort level with the playbook, and then I, I think at the end of the day, if Shanahan wants to hold him out, you won't see him take a single snap during the game because they should be able to get a feel for who he is, what he is, you know, kind of behind the scenes, and get him ready to run Shanahan's offense the way that Shanahan wants it run. So it. Be, Maybe a more seasoned quarterback wouldn't take the same sacks that Beathard's taken, and perhaps that's that's unfair to say that, you know, because some of the replays he's just got pressure all over. I mean, just you know what I mean. Where's he going to go? Three seconds to throw. Yeah. Where's he going to go? What's he going to do? But you know, maybe a, a quarterback that's seasoned a little bit more uh, can get out of some of that. Maybe it's it's still a bad it's still a bad spot. And you know, Garoppolo's already had an injury, so it's not like you want to want to get him in there and get him beaten up. Yeah, you don't want to rush that. No, so uh, it it would still be nice to see him at least, at least take some garbage time. You know what I mean? At least get some right. garbage time play. Something, something. Uh, and I, we'll I think maybe later in the season after the bye, I think that's kind of when you may see him come in if it's the game's like just that far out of reach, just yeah. to see what happens. But beyond that i mean it'd be great if garcon hadn't gone on ir because at least you know you're gonna have your top receiver who's gonna be there for a while start gaining right. rapport with them and but yeah i, I don't it, it, you're probably in for tough sledding the whole rest of the season but i think there's there's two games two games where there's reasonable opportunity space but other than that it's probably going to be butt fuck with the rest of the way through uh, i tell you what man i'll take you up on one of those bad beer bets I think the 49ers win at least one game. Are you are are, right. are you going winless? You are you thinking yeah, they're going to be winless? Okay. You're I'm going winless. You're going winless. I'm I'm saying one game. I'll so, say one game. Yeah, I'm I'm taking one. You know, I okay. I don't know that I want to be so bold to take two, but I'm saying I, I believe they'll win at least one game. Somehow some way they're going to get at least one. It's going to happen. All right. I'll definitely take that up. Take you guys up on that. Hey, I think that's uh I'm I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that. Uh, a couple other things as we, as we start wrapping up the week. Uh, Cowboys, man, kudos to them for uh, beating the Chiefs. I, I know the Chiefs have had a little bit of a, a you know, to be fair, a little down spell uh, with that. But uh, obviously the on-again, off-again Zeke suspension, I don't know what the hell is going on with that. I'm not even going to speculate. Uh, he just keeps playing. So at some point, <laughs> he's going to have something. But Cowboys are running in the form a little bit. Uh, I did super enjoy the Hill Mary at the end of the first half. Uh, that was great out of the Chiefs. You don't see that, you know, very frequently. Uh, but but it was with the personnel that they have. That was a good play call. I mean, they had two seconds left on the clock and instead of just you know the old wing and a prayer heaving in, in, into the end zone. Uh, Smith hit Tyreek Hill for like I don't know maybe twenty ish yards, uh, and then he just let his blocker set up. They they got a couple of creases, a couple of holes. He just popped right through it took off man uh, that was a fun that was a fun play to watch fun play they had seven guys I, seven se- how do you mess that up how do you f that up <laughs> shannon wants to know also like the uh, sack race celebration that the chiefs had that was good that was fun that was in the third quarter when uh alex smith hit kelsey for a, a touchdown to make it 17 14 uh chiefs did take the lead but for the Cowboys, I think it's important for them in the division to set themselves up for those two games with Philadelphia to be very meaningful. Dak obviously is playing well. 
Zeke's been a beast for the Cowboys over the past several. It's just been a stud for them uh, the past several weeks. So, giggity curse or not, as far as Alex Smith, I'm curious how the Chiefs kind of play out the rest of the year. Smith has been good. Uh, maybe there's some rookie wall with Kareem Hunt. That's obviously in the equation. Uh, but I think, you know, just the Cowboys at home, they showed up well. They showed up well. And, if, and, they and, did, they're, yeah. and they're not perfect either. But, you know, Dak Prescott certainly has had a strong start to his career. If, if you look at it in totality, he's had some very nice accomplishments uh, to start his career out. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But, you know, he's got a good – he appears to have a good head on his shoulder. He certainly can make some nice plays with his feet. If I remember correctly, Dak has more wins than any other quarterback in the NFL since he started last season. Sounds that weird to say that, but uh, that's a pretty legit thing. Um, and you know, clearly for the Cowboys, we don't always talk about defensive players, but Sean Lee, they are a tremendously better defense with Sean Lee on field. I mean, it's, it, it's just if you look at stats and numbers, points given up, yards given up, all that stuff, uh, Sean Lee being on the field is an absolutely huge, Huge, huge difference maker uh, for he, Dallas. I mean, he's a brilliant field general for them just yeah. because of all the the coverages and the you know audibles and ch- mm-hmm. changes he makes on the fly for that entire team. Yeah, when he you like you said when he's not there, it seems like they're all lost. Oh, it's a massive difference, massive difference, uh, and that that's one of those guys too. He's got some injury history, but. Uh, again, I, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, so I'm happy if they fail on some level. But uh, <laughs> neutral observer, Sean Lee's a that's a good football player. I'm glad to see him on the field. And you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. Just ask Ric Flair, right? So uh, I'd like to see the Eagles and the Cowboys have to duke it out and square it up and be relatively intact when they do that. But uh, Cowboys are definitely playing some solid football. I think they're going to make their move over the back half of the season. Uh, we'll see. I know it's kind of trendy to, to, to say they're going to miss the playoffs. I don't know that I'm a buyer of that one yet. Don't know that I'm a buyer of that. If they didn't have Zeke, different. But they still do, and until they don't, Dak and Zeke and, and an opportunistic playing above their heads defense, they'll be in the thick of things. Even without Zeke, I think they'd be a playoff team just because Dak has been playing that well. Now, if it was reversed and Maybe. it was Dak that was going to miss time, I don't. They don't have anybody on right. to, that backs him up that would be able to run that offense, and defenses would just crowd the box and show zero respect for the passing game. Yeah, which would make sense, but they got them both. That's so, right. They got them both. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I'll just be curious to see how they play out the back half of the season. If I had to put my money down on on whoever's winning the NFC East, I'd, I'd put it down on the Eagles. But uh, maybe the Cowboys have a run in them. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. I wouldn't bet against Dak. Wouldn't bet nah. against him. Pains, well, pains the, me, dude. Eagles and Cowboys, man. It just pains me. It pains me. <laughs> Sucks. Give me the whistle game again. No, I'm just kidding. Give me oh, hell. Give me Lord. Donovan McNabb again. No, definitely, oh, definitely don't do that. No. No. No deal. No deal. But I, I just think those are, those are, you know, looking at the NFC, man, Eagles, Cowboys, I think are going to be strong at the back end. Might be wrong. Might be wrong. But that that's a reasonable expectation. I think, uh, you know, if the Cowboys are ramping up, this is this is when you want to do it. This is when you want to start making your move. You know, you eat a little bit in, in uh, you know, you eat the W's in uh, September. Just ask Jameis. 
you know, you got October as you're figuring some stuff out, roster moves, personnel schemes, whatever. Uh, and then now is when you need to start showing what kind of football team you are, right? Because you got you got to you got to handle your business and you got to get set up for the playoffs and potentially home field stuff. So speaking of home field, Packers, you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> you're going to be at home at your house <laughs> for the playoffs. Season's done, y'all. No Aaron Rodgers. It's it. Stick a fo- stick a fork in him, dude. Tank's Over. happening. Over. Over. Through three quarters, Brett Hundley had 16 completions for 97 yards. With those skill position players. Thanks for that. Yeah. With those skill position players, that's what you did? Uh-uh. Done. No. Done, son. Panthers-Falcons. Reasonably entertaining football game. Uh, we had a Christian McCaffrey sighting, which is always good. I did like, however... Uh, end of the first half, Panthers ball, third and five from the nine. Uh, Cam drops back, ends up taking off for the end zone. And he essentially looked like he was dunking on the dude. As he, as, <laughs> I don't know if you watched the replay, but as I he's did. skying into the end zone, it totally looks like he's dunking on that dude's head. Very ridiculous. He essentially he's lucky he didn't injure his arm when, he, when that happened. That's true. Yeah, that, that's that's true. true. I mean, he essentially posterized the dude, but he did open himself up. But he didn't get hurt. And Julio, bro, you got to bring that in, man. Catch that wide open you, pass. Dude, hit you right in the hands, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, I know you're banged. I know Julio's banged up. I know. And so he gutted out that game. I hear it. But at the pro level, to have that kind, to be that open and to have the ball drop right down and hit you where exactly where it needed to hit you and you butterball that thing out in the end zone, weird, man. Just weird. And that's the weird thing for him is over the past few years, we're seeing him start to do that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not Julio that we're used to seeing drop passes, but I don't know if it's just age or if he's just taking a beating. Or- oh, he's he's beat up, man. He's got some injury stuff going on. He's beaten up. But I mean, it was right in the midst, dude. You, you got to bring that in. You got to bring that in. Uh, I mean, that, that's a game changer right there. Oh, that's exactly yeah. what that play is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, McGuffin, before I forget <laughs> – uh, Penn State getting knocked off by Michigan State. Uh, any particular takeaways from that game, or is it just kind of a bag of crap because of that three-hour weather delay? That's got to um, that's got to be horrible to to be playing a game and have a three-hour delay and then yeah, get back to it. Yeah, it sucks. That just throws your whole day, your whole plan off. And uh, they were already in a dogfight anyway for uh, the Chesterfield uh, and the technical center, whatever it is. What was I just talking about? The Chesterfield Technical <laughs> Center. I don't know. Is Braxton <laughs> is Braxton Miller going to the CTE? Oh my God! What are dude. you doing, I bro? Just, I've just uh, I drifted to work about something, and oh my God! <laughs> Brain fart. Holy <laughs> crap! <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm struggling to stay awake over That's here. That's okay. We're 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 in wrap up a call. What was That's I just okay. talking about? The three-hour weather the delay. Ch- the Penn. Chesterfield. Yeah, the somehow we went from a delay. weather delay to the Chesterfield Technical Center. Holy crap, dude! Work just took over. Bro, all right. L- let me let me ask you a different question. Let me ask you a different question. Oh my! Notre God. Dame, Miami. Are you going Catholics? Or are you going convicts? <laughs> I had that in my notes. Good job. Uh, I'm going with the Catholics. I think they'll they'll pull it out. Uh, well, like well of course Kelly the Catholics the are going to pull it out. Of course, pull out method, buddy. 
Oh, Jesus. We'd hope so. Damn. Nah, that, <laughs> the, to go back to your Penn State thought, man, uh, oh. uh, Saqu- uh, Barkley, man, had his 15-game uh, touchdown streak ended as well. Yeah. But, I, I mean, the, the three-hour weather delay had to, I mean, it had to mess with him, man. Well, it, it, yeah. I mean, kudos, I, to, I mean, kudos to Michigan State, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, Penn State was on fire in that in that first quarter. But, I mean, to have to wait three hours and then go stretch out and get fi- uh, fired up again to start playing again, that, that sucks. Dude, they were they were in the locker room throwing candy up in there and catching it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. that's – you're loose. You're good. But that's almost like too loose. <laughs> too loose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone, Mr. Convicts, no, or <laughs> Mr. Catholic versus Convicts. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> wow. Yeah, buddy. Too loose. Time for some No, nah, man, this is, a, this is a great weekend for uh, college football. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you got Michigan State at Ohio State. That's going to probably determine who's going to represent one half of the uh, – a Big Ten in that championship game because you're going to have to go against Wisconsin unless if Iowa beats them. All right, so serious question here. Um, Wisconsin, man, what's ahead of them and is their only hope to run the table? Like flat out, is that, is that their only hope? That That is literally their only hope. Okay. And the, even then, I think they may need some help because the, that non-conference was weak. And they're not gonna. They're not gonna. Look, you got Iowa. You got Michigan. You have to beat them, but you gotta beat them convincingly. Now you already beat Ohio State convincingly. That's good. But you, you gotta beat those guys convincingly at Minnesota. Unless PJ Fleck gets them rowing the boat really well, <laughs> Iowa should win that game. Rowing the um, But. I don't think so. I don't. Th- I, I don't see Wisconsin getting in. Honestly, I don't see a Big Ten team getting in. Well, can you imagine if Wisconsin ran the table and didn't get in? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it, Notre Dame has as good of a chance as anybody, and realistically, you could have a one-loss Miami and a one-loss Clemson in that ACC championship game. And then you have the whole Georgia Alabama scenario. If both of them go into the SEC championship game undefeated, mm-hmm. and it's close, that that loser is not dropping very far. So. so, so basically, Wisconsin is on the outside looking in, and their only hope is to run the table. That's what you're telling correct. me. Correct. And even then, they need they need a little extra help. Mm. Who doesn't like a little extra? And, and don't forget about Auburn. Yeah. They got yeah. Georgia and Alabama, yeah. and they would play Georgia again in the SEC championship. They win all those games. That's one of those they teams. Be, that, that's one of those teams I kind of root for to lose. They won't win. UConn, UConn, and Auburn, BSE. Just they they can live in the land of BSE. <laughs> <laughs> War Eagle, no fail, fail on you. That's right. Anyway, all right. Biggest college game this weekend. Feel free to call your shot. Notre Dame, Miami. You can go TCU, Oklahoma. This is your opinion, brother. You tell me. 
Notre Dame, Miami. I mean, it's it's an elimination game for Notre Dame. They lose, they're gone. Miami, I don't think they're totally gone because they get Clemson in the ACC championship, mm-hmm. but it it, it kind of is because Notre Dame or uh, excuse me, Miami's ranked seventh, so that's kind of that make or break game. All right. Them. Bama's at Mississippi State, so there's a road actually a road test for Alabama. Well, doesn't Mississippi State usually play them pretty tough too? They they usually do. So I mean, it, it's it's a really good weekend. It, it's a really good weekend for college football. So if it's if you get a chance on Saturday to just crank it uh, up, sit on the couch, have some beers and chips and salsa and pizza and whatever junk food you that, can get. That sounds glorious, dude. It, it, isn't it? Doesn't that sound awesome? Yeah, I mean, hell yeah, dude. dude. Given how the weather's been in the RVAs of late, you might as well just sit around Saturday watching some football. By the way, we forgot to mention it, but not only did we have people fighting, we had football players fighting on the field, right? And we had a whole bunch of fan shenanigans going on. There were bra- there were brawls at the Raiders and Dolphins game, right? Total shocker, Raiders fans, of course. <laughs> I know. I know. I hear you. I hear you. And uh, incidentally, side note, I can't believe nobody brought it up, but uh, Raiders wide receiver Johnny Holton celebrating with the big ball sack celebration. Come on, man. Dancing around. He was dancing around carrying juggernauts. Not juggernauts, but juggernauts, dude. (laughs) He totally went big ball celebration, man. You said Uh, hell. Yes, I sure did. Uh, And I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't know if it was the FSU game. Oh, here we go. Oh, my bad. Female Miami fan. That's what it was. There was a whole crew of people carting that lady out of there, and she smacked that cop in the head, and he decked her. I mean, oh, yeah, just, that was crazy. That was lights out. That was lights out, dude. The head just went poof. Boom. That was it. That, that was it. <laughs> that was it. And then there was that, that grandma, that blue hair, that like stuck that cigarette in the cop's face. That did, oh, That geez. didn't end well for her. Don't do it, man. Just don't do it. Why are you messing with these people, man? Yeah, old old lady at Alabama. There it was. Gets dragged out by the cop. <laughs> Don't do it, man. It's a bad... Grandma, it's a bad idea. See, this is why I won't even take my kids to football games, man. I mean, I, I would take them to probably a UVA game because it's pretty tame there. Or a UR game. But, like, anywhere else. It's, it's just not worth it. No. With how these people are acting at these games bunch of a-holes yeah there really are did you run into anything at the uva game at all uh just drunk people yeah no problems we were too busy chasing two kids man we were too busy it was fun i'm glad we went but i wouldn't i wouldn't do that again with them at this age once was enough because the football game was not enjoyable we ended up i mean no we were chasing kids around the complex and feeding them, and then they were crying, and then holding them up. I mean, I'm glad we did it. We did have fun, but I could tell you virtually nothing about the football game because I barely watched any football. <laughs> it's just we got free tickets. Like I'll go if somebody gives me tickets, I'll go, no doubt. But not a particularly enjoyable experience with a three year old and a 15 month old or whatever however old she was when we did that. Not enjoyable. Too much work. Yeah. <laughs> Not enjoyable, man. When I go to a football game, I want to drink some beers. I want to like 
maybe randomly yell from time to time, and I just want to, you know what I mean? I want to have, I want to, like, Leroy Jenkins that thing up. Leroy! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, buddy. That's what I want to do. I want to have a good time. Can't do it with uh, the two little kids. But, yeah. A-holes in the stands, man. You know that. You know that. Yeah. Uh, one, just, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just, I can't. There's just no way I, I, no I would subject my kids to that stuff, yeah. man. Here you go, man. As we're winding down, here you go. One more, uh, and, and that's when the fight started to joke. I asked my wife, where do you want to go for our anniversary? It warmed my heart to see her face melt in sweet appreciation. Somewhere I haven't been in a long time, she said. <laughs> so I suggested, how about the kitchen? <laughs> and that's when the fight started <laughs> just for you just for you anyway <laughs> so stupid man oh all right actually you know what this should be the walk-off fight joke uh my wife was hinting about what she wanted for our upcoming anniversary she said you know i want something shiny that goes from zero to 150 in about three seconds i bought her a scale and then the f- <laughs> <laughs> and then the fight started. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Where did he find a shiny scale? <laughs> In New York. I've fallen and I can't get up. I've fallen <laughs> and I can't get up. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Son of a bitch! Give me a drink! One more night! me! No, can't. Alright, guys. Let's get the hell out of here, man. I think we went over. I think we I think we went bedlam. We totally hit the over. We hit. Every time. <laughs> no doubt. I was like, ah, oh, man, no. We'll be done at 1.30. Here it is, 2.15. We take over. Always. Always. Rude. We may not make sense, and we might ramble somewhere in the back end, but whatever. Apologies. <laughs> and if you took the over, take a shot. Well, the years start coming, and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules, and I hit the ground running. Didn't make- I think Mark also would go to a uh, Smash Mouth concert. Nickelback and Smash Mouth. He'd be there. Lenny Kravitz. Head, get- Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> on, he's on the list. So much to do, so much to see. Maybe even a uh, little Fountains of Wayne, maybe. Yeah. Oh man, there's a throwback, isn't it? Who was in that video? Oh, I, I can't. I don't remember the model's name. Is that one of the Baywatch chicks? Rachel Hunter. Rachel oh, Hunter. Rachel Hunter. Was she wasn't ever on Baywatch, was she? Nah, I, I think it was a model. I just couldn't remember who it was. Whoa. Oh, Bob Knight, top 10 sound bites. Ooh. Let me answer that. You know, that is an absolute crock of You know, you and people in the news media, all of you uh, dwell on some negative piece of That's a sound beep, not a sound bite. Like that. And yeah, I don't right. know how Steve feels about the it. It's just speech. And you don't have remember to leave one? one single word of this that was strong here's number nine i had a friend one time that that said why had uh 
Why had he become so popular after he became 85? And he said, because I outlived all those son of a that didn't like me. <laughs> Bob Knight's so ornery. You know he's going to do that. He's going to outlive everybody and just like raise up middle fingers on his way out. He's like 110. Oh, no. He goes on when he gets buried. I know. It's coming. Just remember when you're at a game and you see grass, it's the opposite side of the ball. But if you see hardwood out there, it's the other end of the floor. Try to help you young guys in this profession you've chosen that's one or two steps above prostitution. Wow. <laughs> one or two steps. I don't think I've ever heard that one before. That was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty fantastic. God, he's such an asshole, isn't he? Oof. Pretty much, yeah. This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. I he was putting on a Texas Tech sweater, by the way. Can't tell you. If it amazes you, then you don't know anything about basketball. You're, you're uh, uh, illuminating your uh, relative lack of knowledge of the game with a statement like that. Let's just start all this again now i'm not here to argue the thing with you i'm not going to debate things with you and people from television you know you want an answer from me you get the answer you don't like an answer then don't use the program okay holy moly he was, giving, he was giving that report of the business dude that's bob uh -oh. knight though right probably no motivational device I've ever come across is as good as this. That was a whip that he totally cracked on the table right there. Boy, this is really good. See the see the blood drip out of it? You watch that. See that? Dude, you couldn't get away with that today. There's no way. No. No, no. way. No way. Patrick Knight is my all-time favorite Indiana player. We only got two people that are going to tell you I'm not going to be here. One is our SID and the other is me. Who the hell told you I wasn't going to be here? I'd like to know. Do you have any idea who it was? Yeah, I do. Coach. Who? I'll point them out to you in a while. They were from Indiana, right? No, they're not. No, weren't from Indiana, and you didn't no. get it from anybody from Indiana, did you? Could we please no, I'll, do, I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed <laughs> it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a <laughs> what you do. Now, back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes number two, man. In my entire adult life, I've never used the expression game face. So I have no idea what it means or what you're supposed to do. Number one. Hopefully this is good, buddy. When my time... <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> the classic. Yeah. The earth is gone and my activities here are past. I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Sports Centers. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> I can see it now. Kids today be like, you're being mean to me. Bob Knight, oh, man. I'm falling. Could you and imagine I can't get that? Up. Bob I'm I want to see Bob Knight in a life alert commercial, <laughs> but I want him to—I want him to get taken out by a chair that flies out of the, from out of the frame, and a chair just takes him out. I'm falling, and I can't get up. That'd be perfect, dude. That'd be perfect. Oh my god.
that or he could like they could like hit the remote for help and then Bob Knight just comes and yells at everybody. It'd be fantastic. Oh, I'd be a fan of that. Ugh. Anyway, all right. Late night wrap up rambling. There you go. And Lindy, how Thank many you. freaking Teslas are you trying to buy, dude? A whole fleet? God bless. <laughs> what, are you trying to start a dealership with those damn things? Buy one. Pick your color. Just get the damn thing, for Christ's sakes. God bless. <laughs> Come on, man. Anyway. Uh, from all of us to all of you, man, enjoy the football this weekend. you got some good college games coming up. <laughs> Catholics and con- convicts. Uh, one of us needs that shirt, man. Somebody's got to buy. <laughs> somebody's got to buy one of those things on eBay. I like the argument that you know people talking about college football playoffs. The next uh, couple of weeks, man, that's essentially your your top six, top eight, whatever. Let them settle it, man. It's too yeah. early to expend too much energy arguing about the top four, okay? Because a couple of things are going to get settled on field as we get through the next month, next cut, next chunk of time of the season, man. Let's see what happens with the games. That will clarify as we get to the back end of the year. But, look, man, enjoy the games, whether it's college, uh, whether it's pro. Have a little fun. Seahawks-Cardinals tomorrow night. Thursday night football. Ugh, urgh, ah, urgh. Game face. Bobby Knight right there. I'm not sure what to make of that one. And I, I hope like hell. I hope like hell the Redskins build off of that win against Seattle. But they got Minnesota. They got Minnesota. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Tough game, yeah. Who the hell are the Colts playing, Shannon? Pittsburgh. They're going to get schlonkered. Oh, no, that that that's an L. Yeah, yeah. Le'Veon Bell says, thank you for all the that's yards a, and touchdowns. That's an L. And somehow, some way, if the freaking Colts... Wouldn't it be funny if Pittsburgh... You know, the like last year when they had that stinker against the Eagles? And you're like, seriously, y'all? What the hell did you just do? I would laugh my ass off. I would laugh my ass ass off if the Colts somehow beat the Steelers. That would be a right. I don't see it happening. No. <laughs> don't put any money on that. Okay? Roethlisberger would have to play like he did it a couple games earlier yeah. this season for that to happen. They would have, they would have he to. would have to go uh, what he did in Jacksonville game and mm-hmm. throw like yeah. four or five picks. It would have to be a complete freaking debacle, fail buckets, BSE, butthurt alert, all of it. All of it wrapped in one big bag of suck. Vortex of suck. Don't see it happening. Sorry, bro. Enjoy the L. All right. I will. Yeah. Higher well, draft pick. You Let's can always go. try to eat the W with Jameis if you want. It's okay. fine. You know. <laughs> I hope he gets a sponsorship deal with B dubs. If he's gonna do that, I want to see him rock the you what, know, Publix wouldn't give him one? No, he he took all their crab sticks, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Still like crab crab legs, buddy. It's Braxton Miller and it's crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, it's all good. Uh, thanks, guys, for making it on, having a good time tonight. And uh, look, again, enjoy the sports. And we'll catch up. We'll rally up next week, have a little fun, and we'll see where we're at. Uh, from all of us to all of you, <laughs> have a good weekend, and we will catch you on the flip side, peeps. As always, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com, and of course, our home feed on Podbean. I am the captain with the Sports Brew. We will catch you on the flip side or like Whitfield on the fail side I've fallen and I can't get up I've fallen (laughs) and I can't get up (laughs) I still don't know we haven't heard from him I don't know what happened to that dude he just flat out up and disappeared
They drafted who? Who the fuck is this? This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> and we'll finish off with a little bit of LL Cool J. We're the Sports Brew. Until next time, friends. Peace out. See ya. Good night now. Good night now. Out. Hey, Shannon. This week's episode of the Sports Brew brought to you by the Chesterfield Technical Center. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do it live. I'll rewrite it. We'll do it live. (laughs) You you didn't even drop the F-bomb. Fuck it. There you go. On that note, (laughs) peace out. (laughs) Good night now.